The wheel of fate is turning. Rebel, one, action. Wellies know the news on East Leeds FM. You win perfect. <laughs> Hello there and welcome to Wellies Nerdy News for 2022. We're now in out with Michael. Um, brand, yeah, happy new year, year, everyone. Yeah, happy new yeah. year. Um, but yeah, we are now in 20, January 2022 and we're back with a regular show. Um, as I say, every first Friday of the month. Um, at 4pm, um, 4 till 5pm, so you'll be getting an hour broadcast, but we're also doing a podcast version of this show, so if you're, you're enjoying the show on the radio and want to listen to the full version, which will run way over an hour, I imagine, at this rate, um, do keep tuned in and on the, and go to the podcast, so just search for Wellies Nerd News on all good platforms podcast platforms which is like itunes spotify you name it we're on we're pretty much on all of them um maybe we're on not some small ones but yeah that's how it be um so yeah michael um we usually go into what we um we've been playing what news has been and then what's coming mm-hmm. up for the um for the month of january um but unfortunately we're doing a little bit different this time because it's our game of the year special which we normally do so we're talking about our favorite games mm-hmm. of the year and we'll be talking about um, games coming up as well in um, 2022 in general, not just for the month of January, because there's a few more things to talk about. Unfortunately, a little bit of a shorter news month, um, not tons of things. A few depressing things, unfortunately, um, fe- featuring um, um, JPEGs of monkeys. <laughs> Michael, we'll go into sight of kind of the starting of the show. What we normally do is what we've been playing for the past month or so, I guess, Michael. So what's what's um, what games have you been playing what, over the sort of Christmas holiday period? I'm sure there's been a few, I imagine. Yeah, it's been there's been a couple, but been a fair few here and there. I think um, I've been playing a bit of Phasmophobia with my younger sister and a couple of her friends, okay. um, and it's good. <laughs> to be honest, it's it's a good game. I would recommend for uh, horror fans. Uh, it's it's good co-op too. Um, it's one of those where. When I first played it, honestly, it terrified me. And it still sort of does. There's something about um, using objects like I think it's like a voice box thing where you put that little speaker and if the ghost speaks through that it will speak to you with some really not pleasant uh, not pleasant not pleasant words and not pleasant ways of saying that which always <laughs> freaks me out um, <laughs> I mean sometimes they say cold but other times they so like say this is a I sort of co-op ghost hunting game is it it is it's think, think, think ghostbusters but slightly scarier and also with a couple of your friends yeah yeah okay. absolutely so i think the aim of the game really is to look out for for um sort of uh clues to to to, to, to sort of narrow down what this ghost is mm. as you go into this house and um as you're doing this the ghost will be trying to kill you every opportunity if you if you make it mad depending on how hard you play um it becomes more more sort of aggressive as you try and work out uh what it is and then get out of there before all your teammates uh, die out um you have no weapons to defend yourself really you've just got as soon as um as soon as things get a bit crazy you just gotta hide and hope for the best um but yeah it's it's good it's it's pretty creepy i think it's still early access ish because it keeps updating yeah. itself and it's a bit it's it's a little rough around the edges but um in terms of gameplay it's pretty fun it's pretty fun to, to sort of 
fi- find some clues, you know, like uh, spores or like it's really cold and one room freezing temperatures or say, um, you know, the, the ghost talks through through objects or, or something along that, that, those lines. Then you can sort of figure out what it is and then hopefully, you know, succeed. But if, if not, it's also just generally just, yeah, pretty unsettling, quite creepy. I've got a suspicion in my mind that like, this has got a VR part in the works or a fan VR part or something. Am I, am I correct you know on what? that? Yeah, I, I actually you know. I don't know. I don't know about yeah. that. Let me just have a quick, have a quick clackety clack and a quick Google. <laughs> yeah, no, because I'm find. sure I've seen some. You know, I mean, people on YouTube playing it in VR, and I was like, yeah. maybe it's a, it's not it's a fan mod because I know even the um, Resident Evil Two and Three, the remakes have just got um, fan mods for VR, which seems a little insane. It's a bit wonky, as you can imagine, not exactly designed for that. But as Michael does a clickety clack to find out if it's in VR, I'll talk about it again. I, I, I've I, been Oh. I've done that, and yes, it does. Hey. <clears throat> it will get a major VR rework in 2022, but there's already, yeah, there's, as you said, there's fan ports ah. to pop it into into VR. I can tell because the first two results I get back is uh, Markiplier and uh, Jacksepticeye. So, oh, like, okay, right. so, the, so the so the big horror so big YouTube um, people or whatever. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I guess so. Um, it's just. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I think it's not. I think you just have to sort of hunt for it, hunt for that VR port, yeah, at least yeah. if I'm right. But uh, yeah, why don't you tell us what you've been playing over Christmas? Yeah, um, so I finally, after months of just not being getting around to it, and just I've, I've had a few people ask me, "Have you played it yet? Have you played it?" And so uh, I fin- played and finished Metroid Dread over the holiday period. One of the games I played. Yeah. So um, this is the fifth 2D Metroid game. It's like the first 2D Metroid game in about 20 years. So, well, new one. I know they just remade the same people who, remade, who made this Metroid Dread remade Metroid Two, the Game Boy game, on the 3DS, and then they've just made this Metroid Dread. Um, um, I don't know what to say without annoying Nintendo fans. Um, I wasn't too impressed, <laughs> um, oh, to put yeah. it slightly. Unfortunately, it's it's okay, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay to it. It's you know, it is middle of the road. I think we exist in a world now where Metroidvanias uh, are. I mean, there's so many of them. I would say a pound a penny. Is is that the correct term? A pound a penny? Um, uh, yeah. And it's just like, there's this has all been done better by lots of other... Lots of other people, um. So like you know, in the sort of your level design and the sort of exploration has been done better by Hollow Knight. Um, your sort of RPG elements and picking up abilities has been done better by, um, Bloodstained. Your combat's been done better by Guacamelee, and it just feels like. It's just very bog standard, and it doesn't evolve the formula. It doesn't move the dial for Metroidvanias at all, which is, you right. know, I mean, doesn't mean it's necessarily a bad thing, but it just doesn't do enough for me to go. This is, you know, I mean, this this has been not a scenario worth the wait, but just like worth my time. Um, yeah. So, I'm sorry, Metroid fans. I'm not too impressed. Again, it's okay. It was. Uh, I'm not mad that I played it. I just felt like. Uh, I, you know, I, I'd have, I'd prefer to play a different Metroidvania. And the other thing as well is just like visually, it looks fine. It doesn't look great, but but like you get your special abilities. You know, I mean, like you got your like you shoot this laser to open this door, but you only use it for like that one little thing, and you don't use it in combat or any re- way else. Really, there's the abilities are very much stuck to um, stuck to just for this unique mechanics, not for actually using as an adaptive combat abilities. You, you'll spend most of your time just just racking out. You you get like a hundred. 200 missiles in this game compared to like your regulars where you maybe get 20 so you just you just spamming missiles all the time and it's it just doesn't feel that special and well balanced and yeah unfortunately i'm i'm not a big fan i'm sorry at this point is there anything that's been disappointing you michael that you've been playing or uh oh i mean 
Nothing that's been disappointing me, I suppose. Oh, okay, right, good, um, good. I've been, I mean, I've been revisiting just out of nostalgia. I've got, I've got it on PC now. Um, Black Ops, uh, Modern Warfare Three, and Black Ops Two from the Call of Duty franchise. Mm, okay. um, and obviously, Black Ops was, you know, I feel like it was a golden era for me for Call of Duty when it was uh, between 2007 and 2011. Okay. And I think Modern Warfare Three is when it started to go a bit downhill for me. Um, and I've never played Black Ops 2, so I think most of my incoming amount would be probably about Black Ops 2, if anything, because it's yeah. um, it's it's a it's a strange beast because I like some of it. I um so what? How do I start? First off, I think the story of it and and the way it's it can be played out differently every time and in multiple different ways, depending on what you do. So actually, you know, choice-driven um, narrative, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I mean, there's still the same sort of Call of Duty sort of over-the-top silliness, but it's kind of just a staple now. So you, you get so many different cutscenes of uh, things getting blurry, you've got ringing in your ears, there's another missile's blown into the side of your helicopter <laughs> or something, or you've jumped off a roof and you've parachuted down and, and yeah, everything's exploded around you and you've got the Empire State bonus exploding in front of you and all this other... Very much your uh, standard Call of Duty, yeah. Shoot your bang-bangs. Yeah, kind of like over-the-top cut... Um, not, not cut scenes, but um, set of pieces. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I kind of appreciate what we've done in terms of, you know, everyone's playthrough is technically, you know, slightly different from each other and you can go back and you can change it up, you can vary it out in different ways. And there's some other bits of, you know, dare I say, innovation in terms of they try um, like a real-time strategy thing called like strike oh, missions. I think I which... remember that. It's God, it's been a while, but I think I remember that. Yeah, it's like you go from top-down commanding a bunch of like like three or four units of either soldiers or like different sort of mechs around the map, or you can actually directly take control of them to sort of mix and match and actually sort of um, win your battles. And it's it's um sometimes it's like it's fine and i and i enjoy it even though i'm kind of i'm used to more complex um real-time strategies but other times i just think it's kind of a like i just don't think it's quite polished enough to be mm. good but i do also i just i do generally appreciate but at least they, they tried something with that um and uh yeah the gunplay's weird it's like it's a mix of kind of classic call of duty where it's so weapons back in the 80s and 90s which isn't too too far you know too long ago so it's kind of it's kind of normal aim down sight shoot and you know keep your eye on keep your eye on your corners and all that sort of stuff they check your corners quote can get chucked in there i'm sure um but then you got the future missions which you can just get equipped with kind of just i don't know things that really take away the tension of like um that first person combat where you die really quickly you know you've got things like um I think it's like target finder scopes where you can where you look down it and it basically just outlines there, shoot there, and you'll and and you'll take out one of the enemies. And I think it's a bit boring. Same thing like looking through walls and everything else, giving you this sort of tactical advantage, which is just kind of a bit boring. Whereas you skip back to the old missions, you don't have any of those. It strips it right back and it makes it a bit more interesting. Um, but yeah, it's a bit bit of a mixed bag. But I will say that you know I haven't had a terrible time with it. It's just been. And it's probably I probably put the most hours into it to be honest, like for a campaign. So I've put thirteen point four hours into it so far. Whereas that's you look back long, on yeah, some of the Call of Duty, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but it's for Call of Duty, that's a long time. For a game that's kind of standard, but for a Call of Duty game, you usually blast for the campaign in what, like four or five hours? Mm. 
and and, and then that's it, you're done. But or wildly, and I, I know there's multiplayer back in the day, and you know there's some other cool stuff like for me, Modern Warfare Three actually revisiting Spec Ops, the little um, side missions that you do, which have kind of one or two objectives. But don't bother with the story. Actually, were really fun. Actually, um, I had a bit of a blast doing the on my own on veteran. It was, it was, it was nice. It was tense, and it was uh, actually really challenging. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's kind of a disappointment because it's a bit, it's a bit of a mixed bag. But I can't say it's a terrible time. It's just me <laughs> basically reliving my teenage years and be like, yay, Call of so, Duty when it was kind of good. Obviously, the other modes are like the zombies and multiplayer. Did you dip your toes into any of them yeah. for the games? Uh, so I did Zombies for Black Ops 1, and I did Survival for Modern Warfare 3. Um, I did a bit of multiplayer against bots on Black Ops, and, and it reminded me um, how crazy the bots are when you set them on, like, hardened yeah, yeah. or veteran difficulty. Like, you know, what's the point? We just, like, instantly snaps here, do a full 180 and just go, yep, you're there, and you're dead. Um, so no, no online multiplayer. Does that even exist on them older games, I imagine? I haven't, I haven't, you know, I haven't dead because I, I, have, I have a vid, vivid You don't want 12-year-olds of, like, of just shouting down the microphones here. Well, first off, I don't want that. No, yeah, no one yeah. ever wanted that. It's just, it's becoming part of Call of Duty since, you know, back, yeah, back in the yeah. day. But uh, um, it's more been just how hackable it is and how hacked oh, up it is. is that, so yeah. I have I have memories of just playing on, say, World at War on PS3 and trying to play an online game back in, I think it must have been like 2012 or 2013. And it was just, yeah, there was just one guy floating in the air, sniping everybody, getting instant, you know, hit, you know, just like i think it's called like hit scan or whatever and yeah. like instantly just slamming everybody uh everyone levels up to like prestige max level i'm like what is happening and i'm just dying over and over again so you can't you just i don't think i don't think you can really enjoy it anymore uh multiplayer and i just don't really dare try I, i'm worried about what will happen especially on pc like what i'm just gonna get some sort of virus or something something crazy yeah um yeah I, to I totally forgot that that would be an issue because not ex they're older games so they won't be as moderated as well will this uh oh no yeah no. i reckon they've been abandoned years ago just because of how many games call of duty pumps out it's just yeah it's been left yeah that's that's sad i guess but again mm, you're, it is you're especially not... for the yeah for the old classics like world at war um i, I do miss I, for some reason i miss it i I, mean, I miss the the, the time when they tried to put tanks in there and it you know kind of felt kind of fun that way um <laughs> But yeah, uh, that's that's Call of Duty. Do you want to do you want to talk about some? Yeah, some of the games I've been playing some some shooty shooty bang bangs against zombies. Oh, yeah. um, so I've got a couple of games actually on this. So yeah. I picked up a cheap copy of Back for Blood um, on the PS5. Um, so oh, I've been yeah. playing that because I'm I'm a big fan of um, Left 4 Dead. I, I've played played that game quite a long time. A lot of Valve's mm. sort of uh, multiplayer shooter games I have um, many years ago put a lot of time into. Um, so I was like, you know what? It's um, same guys who made that. I know their last game. Oh, what was it called? <laughs> so forgettable. I forgot the uh, name. Evolve. Of it. Evolve. That's it. Yeah, um, that game didn't evolve much. Um, and if I could just jump jump in. Yeah, of course. Of course. Did, did you? I don't know if you're a fan of. I think it's Crowcat, but he did he did a video on about for blood, and okay. they say it's you know oh it's the guys who did Left 4 Dead. But then at the end of it, he has a really like effective screenshot showing you of the people that worked on Left 4 Dead, mm. how many of them actually are in 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 um Turtle Rock Studios who actually worked on Back 4 Blood, and it's only like only like a handful. Oh really? So so yeah, um, I'd, I'd recommend you like yeah. You, you must, I think you've heard of Crobe Cat, but like uh, if you watch that video about Back 4 Blood, um, mm. basically so Left 4 Dead being carried by Valve, oh, yeah. it, that it, it kind of makes his point interestingly in that video. 
But uh, anyway, uh, sorry, I'll yeah, let you no, get back to had, it. I don't know, like maybe a lot of them people were important to make it, but it does feel a lot like it. So that's interesting if it's mm. not them people. They've like copied it. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, played a lot of that with a friend and stuff. Um, you know, the thing that's surprising is how many missions there are, especially compared to Left 4 Dead. There's probably, I know both Left 4 Dead's combined, I think there's still more missions technically in Back 4 Blood. Um, okay, which is That's quite good. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're all about similar sort of length as well as the ones from Left 4 Dead. So you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's not an hour long. It's not five minutes long. It's somewhere between the 10 15 minute range and stuff mm-hmm. like. That. But yeah, I'm just going to that and going. Yeah, this is sort of a fresh take on Left 4 Dead. Um, I hope it does get support and to keep keep adding to it more and more and it's a game that's i mean in five years time i'll come back to it and i'll enjoy all over again um biggest problem i have with it is that it's just they've just been part of by 10 cents so i bought the game and like two days later they brought by 10 cents i was like i kind of don't want to play this game too much anymore 10 cent being obviously the famous chinese company that's um obviously in bed with the ccp <laughs> um so yeah I, was, I felt a little bit iffy playing it but from what i did play, just as the game itself you know i mean it's not their fault they you know what I mean? that sort of thing happens um but yeah playing the game itself was has been a blast and i um I'll, I'll I'll keep on it and um, hopefully you know, I mean, the stuff released later down the line is is also good. But um, also another game that's very similar for Dead uh, I've been playing is a VR game called um, mm. After the Fall. So this is um, this is like Left 4 Dead but in VR. So <laughs> oh, nice. so yeah, this is um, the game that came out on the PSVR and the Ocu- on the Oculus as well because I was cross playing with a friend who has an Oculus. I got a PSVR, so I've got my big plastic gun. He's got his two little magic wand things, and we were playing a lot of that in VR um, over the sort of New Year's period. We played a little bit on new year's eve as well and mm. yeah that's that's a really cool game this has the opposite problem compared to um back for blood where back for blood has a, a, too much come well, on not too much content but a lot of content this game's got almost no content it's got like five mm. missions and they're, they're about an hour a piece so you know it'll take you four or five hours to finish the game but um you know i mean there's that's not a lot of content compared to what is an offer compared to the other other games that are available so i've had a quite an interesting sort of I don't say back and forth, but it's interesting parallels these two different sort of Left 4 Dead style games and how they how they play and how they compare between the two. Unfortunately, not none of them are as fun as Left 4 Dead. I'd say. I think Back 4 Blood comes close. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm. If you were to give me, tell me this was Left 4 Dead three, I wouldn't complain. You know, what I mean, I wouldn't, oh, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. oh, cool, yeah. Um, maybe it's a little jank, and maybe it's not not as good. You know, I mean, you can't do this. Um, you know, I mean, the, the monster variety is not as big even though there's technically more monsters because of the different mutations and stuff uh, i just feel like the right is not as good and you know, I mean, they're not not as well defined you know what i mean they don't have the uh so like you, have, you basically have three months you have a tall one a short one and a fat one and they have different variants so like the fat one might have armor or the fat one might explode or you might have the short mm. one has four arms so you can jump and grab you or the short one might be able to spit acid but because they're so very similar on terms of like the outline it's hard to tell which one you're going to be fighting Compared to like you know what I mean, Left 4 Dead, I can obviously tell a boomer from a tank and so on and so forth. Mm. That mm. becomes very you know what I mean, very quickly easy to dis- distinct with. Is that the one thing of yeah, distinct, yeah, with um so yeah, um a lot of zombie killing on my front, Michael. Um any zombie killing your front, I don't think so. Zombie killing my front. Um apart from in yeah, Black Ops, uh, yeah. not a lot of zombie killing. Uh let me think. What how, how can I transition this? Um <laughs> sorry, I'll give so, you I'll give you a hardball there now. Yeah, a little bit. Like you so if you're new to this, we kind of always try and use puns to link things together. Um but but it's gonna fail a little bit, but sort of zombie uh hollow hollow knight i've actually Aye. played a bit of that i actually have it on ps4 i've, I've downloaded it a while ago and uh so 
I hurt my back recently and mm. for a couple of days I had to stay kind of bedridden um, just to make it recover. Like I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, thankfully I'm a lot better now so I can actually move around and do, you know, my day-to-day activities just fine. Um, but yeah, first few days, very painful. Um, so I decided to play some PS4, sort of lying down my bed and I remember just looking and thinking, I've never actually played Hollow Knight. I'm going to give it a go. Mm. And uh, I've clocked in a few hours on it and uh, <laughs> yeah, at first, to be honest with you, I thought, oh no, it's Dark Souls. Oh no, but it's not. Oh, okay, it's, right. it, yeah. I, 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 like it, it's it's challenging, sure, and it can be at times. But I actually really like the adventure side of it. Mm. Like, I think I'm not too sure if I'm, I'm a fan of the way that you have to, you know, purchase abilities. Like, you know, as you explore, your map will then update itself when you go to a rest point, mm. or. <clears throat> you know, you have to buy something that shows you where you are on the map because I feel like that should have been there from the start. But once you have those, it's really good. Like the, the sense of adventure and like, exploration is actually really nice. And yeah, the combat's fair. I, I, th- I think it's, yeah, it's challenging, but it, it's, uh, you know, you've, you've, you always get plenty of heads up for, you know, an enemy, an enemy uh, attack pattern. And you kind of, once you learn those, it's actually not too bad at all. And it's not too unforgiving. Um, in terms of if you know if you die and lose all your currency, akin to Dark Souls, you can go and get it back. And it's I don't think I've experienced it so far. Where I don't think this is an element of the game, but I hope it isn't. Where you die twice and you lose everything, you lose everything. I don't know if uh, that's a thing no, in this game. I, I think I, I, last time I played it's been a while ago. Um, mm. I think you have to go pick your stuff back up, but I don't think you lose it permanently. I'm not too sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, so far, I haven't. It, yeah, I haven't experienced that so far. Uh, so far, it's been a case of yes, I'll die, but I can go back and get it mm. by defeating, like, I guess, like a dark version of my character, and then eventually, yeah, I get my get the full health back. I get all the money I had, uh, and yeah, you just sort of continue continue on with sort of fighting through the various dungeons. It's good. I like it. I actually would 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 recommend would play. I'm thinking yeah. of playing more. Of that it is it is people recommend it as like one of the best Metroidvania games. I don't know about that. Again, mm. I've not to finish it, but I I'd highly recommend it over Metroid Dread that I've been playing on. Um, unfortunately, mm. so yeah, do check it out. And I thought it was like free on PS Plus. That's probably why you had it. Um, yeah, that's why I had it. Yeah. I, I, I think I got a physical copy on PS4. I got that digital copy. I got it on Switch as well. So I've got lots of ways to play it, but just um, not been having the time to invested in that. Um, mm. Did invest a little bit of time though into to uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, so this is one of the little treats I got to myself. I saw it for a relatively good price when I was um, doing some final Christmas shopping. I was like, you know what? You need to treat yourself for Christmas. You're not, you didn't buy much for yourself. So I, I got the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Um, uh, I just finished and platinumed Mass Effect 1. So yay. Um, this, um, when the original played the, the trilogy many years ago, I mean, sort of 2009, 2012, as I played them all kind of when they came out around the same time, or maybe mm. not long after. I remember getting Mass Effect 2 actually when that originally came out for day one. Um, yeah, and I remember Mass Effect 1 being my favourite. Um, and going back to it, I'm still like, this is still a really cool game, but I'm like, do I enjoy it as much as I did all the years ago? I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah, so I don't know how I felt about it. I was like, a lot of the um, nostalgia beats and stuff hit me well. I was like, oh, I remember doing this and I remember doing that. But I've just got the Mass Effect 2 and like the beats, uh, maybe I just have bad memory from that time, but a lot of the beats are hitting hard. I'm like, oh, I remember doing this and I remember what comes up next. And I remember, oh, yeah. oh it's Arch Angel, but it's actually this character. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm getting a right kick out of this. So I might revise <laughs> my soul, sort of like love of Mass Effect and go, two's the better game. But we'll see. Again, I've just started oh, to. So, oh, but nervous. I, 
Yeah, but I used to. Yeah, again, I, I was I was the odd one out. Where I was like, nah, I prefer one. It's sort of like a more sci-fi opera. Two and three are more action, sort of like your Star Wars style games. Um, so yeah, um, I might be revising my opinion. It's not the first time it's not happened. Um, I remember being one of the weirdos who went, oh yeah, my, um, Resident Evil Six is fine. I don't know what you guys are all talking about. Yeah, it's not a good Resident Evil game, but I think it's fine. And then I got like the PS4 re-release like many years later, and I was like. This is horrible. I was wrong. <laughs> I, I, I'm not afraid to be wrong sometimes, and that's what happens when you don't. When you go back to games after many years, you go, you, ch- you know, and you what sort of games you like totally change. Um, mm. So maybe, maybe ten years time ago, um, Metroid Dread was the most amazing game I've ever played. I doubt it, but you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, sort of did that, and I've got a couple more games that are VR related. Unless you want to take it away with a few things you've been playing. Sure. I mean, I can I can wrap up um, a game which I, I think I finished towards the end of November, start of December. So this is Valkyria Chronicles 4. Hey. And because I technically played it in December, I'm going to include it in this list um, as a game. One of us. One of us. Which is a game, <laughs> that which game, is a game that's, for me, very hard to recommend. It's, uh, yeah. if, if, okay, so if you like strategy, bear with it, is my advice. If um, if, if you, you hit anime, like get away it, because it is <laughs> it's yeah God, yeah it's uh oh dear oh, oh dear me it's uh I'm not a fan of of the anime side of it I really am not yeah. like there are a good there are some moments where I feel like it's a different writer who's come in and oh, actually okay. written some actually wow. good like some actually good sections where it's actually like and then oh, just actually, cuts the fan service randomly or something. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. It, it, it cuts to I don't know, like oh, check out my new winter outfit. I've cut the I've cut the skirt short so it makes you look even cuter. I'm just like, what is this? What am I playing? <laughs> I can't explain this to anybody. I can't recommend this to anybody. Yeah. I feel gross. <laughs> um, so it's oh, it's a mixed bag. The gameplay is genuinely great. It yeah, is yeah. it is unique. And if you're gonna play Valkyria Chronicles four or one, I mean, pick either, but. Um, they're both great, you know. They have really good gameplay. Uh, it's just such a shame that the story is a bit silly, very silly. And there's only a couple of moments where I've actually, you know, stopped spamming the skip button. I've actually, gone. Actually, this cutscene and the voice acting has been done really, really well. There's actually a couple of moments where actually it actually properly does some good war stories. And I think those parts, you know, those get those moments are f- few and far between. And the rest of it is just silly. Um, and I'm just there spamming the entity going no no that's great I don't I, you know, I don't really care about who you fancy I don't no no come on gameplay gameplay want another level yes and then you sort of go from there and you know it shows because I've uh, I've played how long have I played that game for let me go find out it's going for my steam I've played this for 55.4 hours wow and that's that's uh, yeah that's one that's one playthrough ladies and gentlemen that's one playthrough Plus all the DLC. Oh, oh you did um, the DLC as well. Wow. Nice. Yes, I did do all the DLC. Uh, so I like it, but it has some flaws. And again, as I said before, as I summed up, if you like strategy, bear with it. If you if you're not really that bothered about strategy, skip. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's my advice. Um, but but yeah, that's my uh, that's my summary of Valkyria Chronicles Four. It's great. I I enjoy it, but I also can't recommend it. <laughs> it's yeah. weird. Uh, 
do you want to finish off with your VR yeah, games? Yeah, I got a couple to talk about. Um, after I've got a sneeze coming on, I'm just I'm just trying to work my way through it so we'd have to stop recording and whatnot. Um, so yeah, two two final sort of things. One's I won't say it's a new game, but there's really some new proper content for it. So I've been playing some, some Pistol Whip. So they released the sort of new story content because originally this game. So this is a, it's much like Beat Saber. So it's a rhythm music game, but unlike Beat Saber, where you're cutting stuff with lightsabers, you're shooting your guns to the rhythm of the beat, and it becomes very John Wick esque at the points and stuff where you're having to like rapid fire your guns in single shots into people and stuff, um, much like he does in the films. Um, but this there really some DLC see where it's set in the wild west so you've got revolvers and double barrel shotguns and you're shooting them to the beat and that's been really really cool i know they did one that was like a cyberpunk future one which i also finally played through as well and that that was that's good as well and there's a few licensed songs actually to um to the um the dlc which is like you paid you know, i mean this dlc that give out for free as well and they paid for some licensed music which is you know it's pretty cool that shows you the committed and care about making this game even better than it originally is which they, they could just stop adding to this game or they could start charging from this dlc and i think it'd be totally fair to do but they're going no here's, here's free new content here's a second story you know, i mean they could have just done one story and it looks like they're going to keep doing more as well so if you're into your sort of rhythm music games in vr um and you, you know you kind of got your fill of the Beat Saber, Pistol Whip, I think it's also like Oculus and stuff as well. Um, Pistol Whip might be one to go for. It's somewhat a little bit more intense than um, um, Beat Saber as well, because you're doing a lot of ducking and diving and dodging rather than just swinging your arms about. So you mm. you do. I, I do come up in a puddle of sweat more than I do on Beat Saber, even though I'm doing Beat Saber an expert, and I'm doing like um, um, Pistol Whip on like easy and normal at the moment. So unless I've, I don't have the rhythm technique down um, if I do I'm just in a puddle so I can't imagine doing that on hard I'd, you know, I'd melt into the floor and then the final one is this is interesting so how much of a fan are you the show the TV show Rick and Marty uh, I'm a fan sure okay. uh, I've, I haven't watched every season uh, but I, yeah. you know, I do like it when it's on it's yeah. it's good I think it's probably good why yeah Um. so um, the creator of Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland, I'm not a big fan of Rick and Morty. I kind of dislike it, kind of. I, I, that's too strong a word, maybe. I kind of like go, oh, it's, it's okay. Um, the guy who created it called, it's called Justin Roiland, and he's got a, he's got a um, game studio called Squanch Games, and I think about a year, year and a half ago, two years, they released a game called um, Trover Saves the Universe, a VR game. So I um I've I've picked that up. I think it was like six pound. I think on the PSN store or whatever. Really, really cheap. And nice. um, I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. You know what I mean? I could be totally wrong. Um, maybe you know, it's maybe it's all Rick and Morty humor, and I'll, I won't like it. But un- unfortunately, unfortunately, fortunately, um, it's really, really good and really, really funny. It's it's sort of almost it's probably on the level of sort of the south park games level of fun it is really up there um he had me in stitches while in vr um so yeah it's a game where you play as a, a guy called a cherorpion so he lives in his chair with his controller in his hand so these aliens oh, yeah. that have chairs in control and so it's just you basically and it makes fun of obviously you being in the chair playing a game and stuff um and yeah you control this guy called trover with your controller in your hand and he's got to save mm. the universe he's um the main villain is a guy who stole the Cherokee's um, dogs, and he stuck them in his eyes to give him unlimited power. 
<laughs> so you, you can kind of guess how it all goes. And yeah, and then just going through the game, there's like just very funny moments and very unique moments for games. And it kind of reflects on it. It does, you know, I mean, I'm a I'm, I'm big fan of sort of these unique things where like a creator's created something. Because you know, I mean, we've, we've played Call of Duty a million times. We've played this a million times. When someone, mm. someone creates some, something new, a new element, it really does surprise me because it feels like, I won't say games are dead from innovation, but I feel innovation can be quite limited in a lot of games now. Mm. And this game um, certainly is is not not limited at all. There's there's a lot of to say it's just as very simple. You know, when you platform and you jump and attack, there's lots of unique things that do happen in this game. And I don't want to say too much to get I mean spoil it for people. But if you have a VR headset, I think this is an easy recommend. You can play it in flat screen as well, but I don't think that is the way to play this game, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah, it does. Uh, it kind of like it does. I'll give you one example. That's relatively that's like the first level. So obviously, games will give you a sort of a moral choice, a binary moral choice. Like, do this good guy thing or do this bad guy thing. And the game gets to end this level at this one point, and it's um, it goes, oh, you can, you can, um, you can um, kill the innocent guy. I know he's a little bit annoying. He's, he's basically sort of navy guy. He goes, hey, listen, and jumps in front of your face in VR and annoys you a little bit in the first level. You can go <laughs> kill him. He's he's pretty innocent, but he's a bit annoying. Or you can go kill the guy who's quite literally eating babies. And it's like, well, of course, I'm going to go kill the baby. And you know what I mean? <laughs> so you kill the baby and he goes, oh, yeah, you killed the baby. But there was also the 12 women that his babies were eating. You've just knocked them off the cliff as well. Well done. You're evil. <laughs> so there's like, oh, there's no good moral choice, really. And again, just doing silly oh, stuff like that, and it's yeah, lots of really unique ideas. And I watched do an interview about the game, and it was like, I think his chops are more in like game design and stuff rather than making a sort of TV show. And I hope did you know, I mean, I hope this Squanch Games make more games like that because Justin Wrongly does and his team they seem to have a lot of creative juices flowing, and uh, at least the funding for him to let them be creative as well. So. Yeah. That's a really high recommendation for me, that game, which was something I would like. So I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. And it turned out I was totally wrong. And it was absolute joy to play. And I was, you know, I was quite red in the face laughing at some points in the game. So do do check it out if you if you want a good laugh, a good um, good bit of entertainment. And, and then, okay, game, that's, you know, that's not too hard to play, not too taxing. So um, check that out. But yeah, that's it for all the things I've been playing, Michael. Are you on, you've done mm-hmm. all your list, I guess? Uh, everything but one and I think it's more just a sort of I think we finished it off hang on let me just check did yeah. I actually finish I think you might want to save that one because I, I can see on the list now and I, I don't know why you should save it <laughs> oh yeah 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 um, yeah, yeah okay yeah we'll save, we'll save that, it save that one cool no problem but Michael we're in it now our sort of game of the year section so far um, yes, for 2021 because we are now in 2022 oh god <laughs> I don't believe that way. I mean, we're a couple of years into 2020. It doesn't feel like it's been that long at all. Yeah, it's like we're a couple of years into 2020. We're not in a separate year. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Quite intense. But Absolutely. yeah, Michael, I've got a, a list of 10 games that I want to talk about. And you've got a game of the year and nine recommendations. So should we start off from Indeed. like my number 10 and your number nine recommendations? So who, was, uh, who would like do. to go first, I guess? Or uh, let's go. I think we should go yours. We'll go, okay. we'll go you, you, me, you, me. Yeah, we'll do so, my number 10 is a game I don't think I would ever care about. I'd be like, oh, that's I mean, that sounds naff. That's a licensed game, kind of a licensed game. I don't think that'd be ever for me. That's you know, not, not my sort of jam. And um, that is at number 10 Hot Wheels Unleashed. Mm. So, yeah, this is a 
somewhat kart racer game. It's a kart racer without your sort of abilities and sort of stuff. So it's a kart racer set in the Hot Wheels universe where you play as little miniature toy cars. Um, and the thing I like about them is they, they kind of look like the toy cars, so everything's sized appropriately, and they've got all like the sheen of the metal of the little toy cars. If you ever had Hot Wheels as a child, and you race around little Hot Wheels tracks with all the plastic loops and stuff, and they're a little wider than the than that, so obviously you can fit multiple people on, you can overtake and whatnot. And I just found it really, really entertaining, and I spent quite a bit of time just playing the game, going through the story mode, playing a bit online. And I just didn't think I'd get that much out of the game. That's why it's kind of on my number ten. It's nothing groundbreaking but it certainly it went to me it got me on like you know what this is you know, this is a solid game and i think it deserves a, um, uh, a mention because i'm sure not a lot of people will mention it in their games of the year so i was like it gets on number 10 just about so and um, that's what's comes from number 10 for me michael do you want to give mm. your first recommendation for us or do you have any questions about hot wheels i guess I have no question about Hot Wheels. I just think <laughs> you know, Hot Wheels is actually, yeah, you know, that's a good pick. I think that's a, like one of the surprises of this, of yeah. this last year. A surprise. That's, that's like a good an, way to call it, yeah. Mm, it's sort of something where, to be honest, none of us really expected much from it. And then suddenly, yeah, out it comes. And then I keep hearing good things. I I, read, I watched a review about it. Mm. And it's, I thought to myself, like, I- actually... Yeah, from going to give it a notch, there's just there's a lot of expensive DLC for it now, cars and stuff. But what you get in the base game, you're not missing out too much. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, for my recommendations, I'm going to start at the one at the bottom, which I might regret after this weekend because it is Resident Evil Four in VR because. Uh it's it's not okay it's not like a new game it's just you're playing that same game again but this time it's in vr elliot i I get i get the classic i get the i get the leon kennedy experience in my face Mm. and it's um and it looks i've I've heard to be honest this is more coming from my height for my little sister and we both played this game to death as teenagers and you know it's still is my favorite game of all time it's just uh yeah, I'll be playing it this weekend uh, on her VR headset, and um, and yeah, I've I've heard good things about it. It won uh, Game of the Year for VR uh, pick of the year um, for 2021. So it can't be too bad, can it? <laughs> it's the way I it's the way I go about seeing it, and uh, nice. maybe who knows? Maybe next month I'll come back and be like, yes, it is very good. It is very good, but can't say for me but for my little sister absolutely and for game awards yeah awesome. it's an easy pick yeah um i do want to play i've got a friend who's got an oculus i'm, I'm hoping it gets support for like psvr 2 or something because i don't mm-hmm. want to have to buy an oculus i was looking at in the store standing in front of an oculus quest um last week going mm, maybe i don't really want to play that game and the only thing that disappoints me about the resident obviously under the censorship that's very silly in the, the um, part of the game is in fact you don't have to do a roundhouse kick to do an actual melee attack i want to have to force people to do roundhouse kicks or suplexes so yeah <laughs> that's such a bad idea <laughs> that's what we, i kind of i want to go to my mate's house and try and do a roundhouse kick when leon does his action and see if he freaks out <laughs> So yeah, um, if I can I'm do roundhouse, I'm looking forward to seeing how they've coped with that. Like what yeah. it is? I don't know if it's a case of you press a button and then you see it. Kind like, of just goes to the two D flat screen and you see the animation. Yeah. Which is a oh right, and then you go back. Yeah. Okay. That's why I say that's sure. the little disappointing thing, other than the censorship. But yeah. other than that, it does seem it's yeah. some really cool stuff. Right. Shall I move yeah. on to my number nine pick? So my number nine pick is um, No More Heroes Three. So this mm. was a surprise, a game I was very, very excited for. Um, so this is a return nice. to Suda51 directing a No More Heroes game. He obviously did a little spin-off game as well. And yeah, it's just very fun action game, very 
I won't say comedically violent, but violent, and it understands the violence that it's participating in and questions it and stuff. And it's it's very much a pseudo fifty one game. And I think the only thing that puts it down notch is just like he's kind of done this game before, and there's outside of the really annoying, really cool, unique boss fights and stuff. It's he's not really telling telling us anything new i'd say per se and uh, the sort of narrative isn't really shifted which is fine you know nothing has to be groundbreaking all the time so that's kind of why it's made my number nine spot it's really good it's just not perfect in a, in a sense but it's definitely make worth no and obviously it just doesn't run very well on the switch unfortunately so i'm hoping it does get parts of the platforms but as far as that goes and yeah it and a few, just a few other things as well. So yeah, um, but yeah, it is generally a pretty good game. So it does make my number nine list. So, mm. so my next recommendation going up is Near Replicant version one point two two. Um, now, I'm only putting this here because I know it has it has a fan base, and I'm pretty. I, I can, I'm just confident that it's probably pretty well put together. It's probably pretty fun. Um, in the same way, I put Resident Evil, Resident Evil Four back. I thought, yeah, it's probably it's probably a good time. Mm. Probably not. F- I don't know if it's actually for me, but I'm sure for 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 a good for a lot of people, I think it'll be a good a good game. And I'm pretty sure it definitely got some. I'm fairly certain it got some nominations somewhere for Game yeah. of the Year. I'm sure in some of the categories. Yeah, it's interesting because it's kind of a re a remake slash part. It's a it's got enough new going on that, and I think it deserves to be put on people's game of the year list. And maybe it'll be on mine. We'll see when we get to later up the list. We'll see. Um, but yeah, um, it's that's it's not hard to recommend that game, especially since it's a way better version than the original. I'd recommend Near Automata over it, but um, again, um, if you're looking for the full Near story, it's worth giving a play as well. I think. Mm. Cool. So yeah, but dead quick uh, recommendation there. Do you have your number eight game? Number eight. Year? So this is not a new game, but it's a new way to experience the game. And much like Resident Evil Four VR, um, I've put Doom Three VR on my list. Um, mm. So yeah, this is um, the official VR part. I know there's been one for Oculus and PC that they've made a long time. Ago. I think one of the first things that was ever shown off in VR was Doom Three, and like a never a real game never really came out. Um, and but finally, um, Doom Three has now got a VR part. Um, I'm I'm one of these weirdos who kind of like prefers Doom. I won't say prefers Doom Three. I think Doom Twenty Sixteen is both amazing and Doom Eternal are amazing, and so are the classic ones. But I'm kind of the weirdo who goes Doom Three is really cool. I know it's not really a Doom game, but I really like the horror elements. So making mm. a horror game that is Doom Three into VR is um, right up my alley. I think horror is greatly enhanced by VR in a lot of ways. I know some people it's probably too intense for them. But uh, um, mm. horror games in VR for me is just the perfect amount of intensity where I am bricking it every second, um, which gives me that sort of rush to keep keep on going, keep on fighting in the game and stuff. So um, yeah, I've been I've, I've played this game. I, this is probably the longest I've spent in a session with VR headset just on my face and not realised it. I've I've like had it on for six hours and gone. Wow, time's flown by. I've not finished it yet because Doom Three is actually a really long game. It's like it must be like sixteen hours or something. So, um, but I've played enough to go. Yeah, this this easily makes my list. Uh, have you got any interest in playing Doom in VR, Michael? Because <laughs> you are the, um, I mean, the Doom I, fan. I, I will. I don't know. I think I think I think Doom Three. I, I um I think I remember playing it not not too long ago. And um and yeah, whilst it's not yeah, it's not quite you know as good as it's not quite. You know, as good as Doom and Doom, Doom in 2016, and Doom Eternal are to me. Um, it's still, yeah, it's still, it's still very, it's still a really cool game. It's it's during that era where it's like, it was that sort of horror, uh, yeah. sort of survival sort of thing. And 
and uh, yeah, I remember I remember thinking it was it was it was you know it was playable. It was it was good and it was okay. It's just uh, not quite not quite as fast paced and um, you know and like I'm like I'm like I like. Um, now what's interesting is I actually watched some of your live stream of this. Oh, and yeah. I've never I've never heard you jump <laughs> at anything or get spooked by anything. But I will say you definitely jumped a few times there. The, the little baby definitely monsters absolutely scared the living daylight out. <laughs> I almost said the c word then. Yeah, the little baby creatures with the wings, you know, and just to crawl very fast and then slow on the ground, oh, yeah. and then they'll get up high by flying in front of your face, and mm, making mm. them a little hard to shoot unless you've obviously you just got the shotgun, which is so overpowered in that game. But yeah, just being able to play that with the aim controller and just feel that shotgun in your hand is a very powerful thing. Um, the only downside is like really the textures are quite low quality when you get right up close. That's like the biggest problem with the game. Other than that, it's you know it's a, it's probably the best way to play Doom Three. I think um, if you've never played if you've never played Doom 3 before or you, you, you're itching to go back to play Doom 3, much like I was, I would say if you can if you can get your hands on the VR version, especially with like an AM, the PSM controller or whatever, um, definitely do it. But yeah, that's um, that's on my number eight. Michael, your next recommendation, your third recommendation. My third recommendation is a game which has been sitting on my uh, wish list for some time on Steam. Uh, it's not too expensive actually, so I might pick it up fairly soon. It's a game called Inscription, mm. and it's a uh, an indie game, and it just looks fascinating. There's something about it that just has this really unique art style to it. If anything, I think it's probably got um, it's probably got like some horror elements to it, which I'm always a big fan of. Uh, and it's sort of yeah, it's over. It's an overwhelmingly positive game too. It's uh, so I'm trying to see how many of them are positive. Ninety-six percent of forty-three thousand four hundred forty-three wow. users say this is yeah, this is positive, this is good. And so when you look at that, I sort of think to myself like, it's got to be worth checking out. So I think it's quite exciting, and I think it's um, it's definitely one which sort of fits sort of stuff I'm after, and the sort of thing I, I find interesting. Sort of um. Uh, I don't know, sort of like kind of creepy game that I sort of mm. I lo- like the like the sound of, I like the I like the look of it, I like the art style, and uh, and yeah, I think it just looks like it's guaranteed a really good time, and it's got a lot of hype for it, and I hope it's I mean I hope it's worth it. I'm not hyping it too much, but I just think it's a guaranteed. If you if you if you can deal with you know some creepiness, I think this looks this looks good. I think it looks really good. Nice, nice. Yeah, um, I've heard a lot of good things as well. It's a card game, but it's not really a card game. I'm not a big fan of virtual card games per se, other than the game I'm talking about, which is not really a card game as well. So, yeah, I'm going to look at that at some point myself. Um, I'm going to move on now. I've got my number seven. Um, this is not sur- the, the biggest surprise is this is not higher on my list. Um, this is Monster Hunter Rise. So this is the new that is surprising. Mo- this is the new Monster Hunter game. Obviously, big fan of Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter Iceborn. Um, yeah, this is the brand new Monster Hunter game on the Switch. So this is a handheld Monster Hunter, and this is probably the ooh, mechanically the best Monster Hunter game on on a handheld device ever, uh, and maybe even the best Monster Hunter game mechanically ever. Um, so this is the new one. It plays a lot like Monster Hunter World and Iceborne, but you can also you've got like a zip line. You can run up walls. You can do lots of really cool sort of ninja moves and stuff because it's sort of like sort of a ninja village. Um, the reason the only reason this is not as high on my list as I thought is because kind of the story finishes with like a bit of a. Pfft, a bit of a wet F word. Um, 
Yeah, and it's and then like they added some post game content as like so they added the free DLC to end the story again, and it also doesn't have like G ranked sort of the or oh, Master Quest, which is this expansion that's going to be coming out for the game will have. So it's kind of just I'm at a point where I'm like I want that sort of high level monster in the game, and it's got it's got everything but the high level monster in the game. So it's it's a I recommend when the new expansion was it Sunrise comes out, pick that up. Um, but if you're really dying for a really cool monster in the game, this is. Um, yeah. I reckon the yeah, once the expansion comes out um, next year, we'll be talking about my 2022 games, and it'll be it'll be really high up there, I think. But unfortunately, it just doesn't have enough content and um, kind of I won't say not enough content, but it's a bit flat on content and it kind of ends a bit weak. And and then the sort of like new raid mode that they've added, where you've got to like survive against waves of monsters, was a bit naff as well so um it has potential to be one of the best monster Hunter games and we might we might get that uh, next year but um, as it is right now it's just really 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 good which is um the white sun number seven because monster Hunter games are usually outstanding and this is just really really good um so yeah that's my number seven so michael what's your next mm-hmm. recommendation so my next recommendation is now a few now to be honest these are recommendations um, because to be honest, these are, these are games that I actually, for the most part, have not played. Um, but I just look at their general reception and I sort of weigh them up and think, for some people, this might be you know, a perfect game to pick up. And uh, so Valheim came out this year to, I think, I'm pretty sure it's mostly PC. Uh, yeah, it might, might be getting the console part, but yeah, it's only on PC at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. I might need to check that. But um, yeah, a game called Valheim. It's a, uh, it's like a, a Viking sort of RPG thing that you can play with your friends, and it looks very good. It's it's a I think it's a decent. Mm. I won't say MMORPG, but I think I'm wrong. No, it's more like a survival game, so it's a bit Minecrafty, mm. maybe. If you can call it. Perhaps so. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I've, I've heard lots of positive things as well. Um, again, if this comes to consoles, I'm, I might look at it myself. But I've had friends mm. playing it and they've been playing it for weeks non-stop. So um, yeah, it, uh, it's, I think it's a easy. It's not hard to recommend that one, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, not not hard at all. And because it's it's got ninety five percent positive rating of all like of all time. Um, it's yeah, it's a so forgive me, I'll correct myself, it is a exploration and survival game for 1-10 to 10 players, mm-hmm. sort of based in procedure-generated uh, games inspired by Viking culture, and you can play it with your mates, uh, and it's only been made by, I think, only a handful of devs, yet it's, um, it's yeah, it's really, really well-designed, stable, looks quite nice, um, and plays, obviously, obviously plays very well, so it's probably one of those where I think when you're playing with friends, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely must pick up, really, and not too bad either. It's an indie game, it's only... Where is it on Steam? It's fifteen pounds, fifty pounds, wow. and uh, yeah, it's, oh, your original uh, equivalent, looking, <laughs> looking pretty, looking pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that's why I kind of thought, mm. yeah, this is an easy one, an easy recommendation. Play it with your mates. I think you'll have a great time. Nice, right? Going to get to my number um, six now. So this is a game. I think some people might have put this on their game of the year a few times in the, throughout the last few years and this year including as well as their number one um but it's, it's currently my number six um and that is hitman three mm-hmm. so yeah this is um the sort of the end of the world assassination trilogy the colony so this is the sort of third season of the hitman games um starting with god was it first one came out like 2016 i think give or take um very 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 cool um 
Hitman game, um, the first one and second one, and now the third one as well. Um, and the reason this is on my sort of top list is because I want to give like sort of a, a sorry, thumbs up to all three because you get you can get all three seasons in this one package as well. And the other thing as well that it's in VR as well, and it's coming to PC VR. I think just right now as we're talking about this, it's like any day now it's coming to PC VR. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you can play the entire trilogy in VR. Um, which is quite interesting, you know, in being this um, killer assassin and having to walk around and slink around with people and um, do, um, you know, assassinate people while trying to stay undetected and having that sort of perception of being first person going, looking around, going, oh, is, can anyone see me? That sort of thing. It's not a game that you'd think, like, why would they make that in VR? But they did, and they did a darn good job of it that's for sure so um that is um that is my number six so michael we were coming back to you weren't we i believe mm-hmm. yes we were and the game i'm going to recommend next is another uh game of the year show uh winner of 2021 and that is guardians of the galaxy for i believe it was best narrative it won oh wow in terms of in terms of the game was 2021 and yeah i think a lot of the reviews i've seen for this game seem to uh, agree with that seem to agree that the story writing for this game is yeah very well handled very well done uh and so in, for that reason i think it's you know well worth a pick up and general reception seems to be very positive for the for the game title it's again i'm just looking at you know steam uh, ratings again and we got another 95 uh, positive rating uh, it's a five percent negative, and uh, whilst I've looked at some reviews, I still believe that maybe the gameplay looks a little, little bit dull for me. I feel like it's kind of mm. a case of a really good story, uh, but I'm not too sure about the gameplay as such. Uh, I've heard it's kind of like in terms of the combat, it's a bit. It takes. I think it just takes a while before you get the the. the like before you get some um core abilities for at least star lord i know you meant it encourages you to so star lord's a character you play but you also encourage to use your other uh guardians as like power-ups so use them during during fights do other little things and combo them all together which is fair enough but it's just kind of one of those where i think it takes a bit of a while to get going in terms of the in terms of the gameplay at least from the views that i've been reading but apart from that i think easy another easy recommendation uh a good 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 campaign it's you know it's marvel galaxy galaxy which also has a as already has quite a big uh fan base and uh yeah it's pretty polished not not a lot of bugs and actually i'm surprised it didn't win any awards for art design because the, the the um the backdrops do look really nice and the differences in the environment are also very nice looking environments so uh mm. so yeah before i'd add that in there i don't know what you think about this game Elliot. yeah visually it does like look really like top tier pretty much but again i think a lot a lot of people were kind of like very skeptical on it because it was square enix doing another um uh, marvel license game which obviously they did the avengers game which i know didn't get a good reception and again yeah it's i keep seeing it going like really good deals i'm like i need to pick it up at some point and play it because if this many people are talking how great it is uh, and i need to have a look and you know and get make my own opinion on it at some point but again um there's lots of good stuff to play isn't there so yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely including another yeah. good, good game that's on my number five actually on my list um another game that came out early in the year which was cyber shadow 
a game yeah. that I think has been forgotten by a lot of people, but was very early in the year. Yeah, this is a, a game made by a one-man team, published by Yacht Club, so published by the guys who made Shovel Knight and stuff. Um, oh, I forgot to talk about, actually. Um, I played Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Um, uh, we got too late past that now, anyway. But yeah, I played that new new Shovel Knight game as well. But yeah, um, this is um, made by a one-person team, very much a love letter to the sort of old NES Ninja Gaiden games and stuff. Has that sort of high level of challenge as well that you expect from them sort of games including like a speed run mode where you've got to beat the game in under x y or z amount of time and some really fantastic bosses and fights and um sort of goes for that two button system of an nes controller as well so you haven't like press up and an attack to do a special ability and so on um really really cool and again it just got forgotten i think by a lot of people because it came out that early in the year much like hitman so i would i'd just like to put that in on people's radars mainly that's why it's relatively high up on my list as well um and you know it's again it's a it's so that's you know if you like shovel knife it's hard not to see why you wouldn't love this game as well have you touched it yet um michael because it's uh, I, I recommend it to a lot of people i've yeah i've not heard of this uh, oh, uh, it's wow. good it's gone completely under my radar so um yeah it's good that's cool i'll um i'll certainly keep an eye on it and uh, I think it might it be works. on game pass as well maybe yeah yeah i might i might keep keep an eye on that and see if i can ever get it at some point maybe see if it's uh mm. see if it interests me absolutely fantastic nice one what's another thing that should be interesting people michael on your list <laughs> i think um so i've got returnal as my next ah. as my next recommendation uh i put down in the comments returnal for the git goods uh <laughs> in terms of in terms of the sort of combat we've got going the sort of gameplay we've got going because i just think they i think this uh studio have done a really good job of making a really polished game a very a very challenging one uh, for those who like a like a good challenge, um, but one that I think has a as a as a pretty good story. What sort of reveals itself as you go forward, uh, and for that reason, I think it just looks like a an, e- an easy pick, um, and it runs pretty well. At least I, f- I believe, at least I think I remember it running pretty well. I know yeah, on PS5, yeah. it's it's I think it's smooth sixty. I don't know about PS4, but uh, uh, it's not on the PS4. It's only on the PS5. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course, it is. Well, yeah, then yeah. rare things and exclusive. <laughs> we don't get them exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, Blimey. yeah. So it it looks it looks looks strong. Yeah. It looks like a looks like a really good outing for. Um, I'm right. Is it the studio with Dead Nation and oh, Alien? Yeah, Dead Nation. Well. Alien. God, what they call again? Not Blue Point. Uh, I forgot the name, but they're really uh, good too. Yeah, mm. I would have loved to put this on my um, list, but unfortunately, I picked it up, bought it brand new played it for like an hour and i forgot to play it again so it, when we get to like next year's game of year i might go oh i'm gonna kind of substitute in returnal here just as a cheat um but yeah it's it's housemark that's the name of them housemark ah, there housemark, we go yes yeah um, again yeah this is hard again love to put this on my list but not played enough of it to, for me to justify giving my sort of take on it and going yeah this is great this is bad i think the only reason is i, I didn't put it on my list is because a lot of housemate games are sort of very arcade. It does have a sort of the arcade sort of bullet hell feel to it. But it's also got like a roguelite element. And I, I wouldn't say Absolutely. I'm the biggest fan of roguelites. I wouldn't say the, you know, they're not bad or anything. But again, like I've not played Hades either, even though I have a couple of copies of Hades. Just because it's also a roguelite, they kind of, they don't hit where I want them to for me. But mm. I'd love to be in a world where I love roguelite games because there seems to be a lot of really good ones out there at the oh, moment, yeah. including yeah. Returnal. So yeah. Mm. so yes that's my next recommendation i thought it'd be i think it's not an easy recommendation i think if you if you like if you're into challenging into roguelites then sure this will probably be fine for you but if 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 not it might be a bit of a hard sell but uh it's yeah it's the it's another recommendation from myself nice. um 
And what is your next? Rec- what's your next? Well, uh, my game next recommendation is my one of two games from um, Yoko Taro on Kenshi Okabe. Um, obviously, Yoko Taro, director, and Kenshi Okabe, musician, um, well, composer. Um, and this is one of the two games, and this is Voice of Cards. So this is um, yeah. a game I played a couple of months ago. It's a um, it's a turn-based RPG game, very traditional, but everything in the game, entirely everything, is represented by cards, you know, be it the actual playing area, so like you'll have a grass piece that's like shaped like a card, you'll have a town piece that's shaped like a card and so on, and then your characters are shaped by cards. The only things that are not as shaped by cards, represented by cards, are dice and counters, Mm. and then the little piece you're moving, everything else is represented by cards, even the menus, it's quite, you know, it it goes entirely with a the theme because the, the whole idea is like the game is being told by um, one person sort of your dm sort of thing and he's telling the entire game using all these cards to set it all up and he's the only right. voiced voiced um part in the entire game <clears throat> it's also probably why it's very cheap and it's it's you know it's like a 20 summer quid, quid game when it came out compared to a full retail price game um that's probably why it's so cheap but it is a, a great experience and it's you know it doesn't overstate its welcome too it's about 12 to 18 hours give or take so it's a it's a relatively bite-sized um rpg and but it's again very very extremely unique i've never seen anything quite like this game which is kind of what i expect from yoko tara the only thing i do expect from yoko tara is like a really good story that's got some good twists and turns this has a few twists and turns but it's not nearly up there as these other pieces you know i mean it's not nearly as philosophical and doesn't get you thinking as much so that's why it's probably not as high as i'd I'd hoped it but if this was not i mean had all these philosophical elements and tons of like you have to play the game several times and all these things change stuff this might be my number one it might be my favorite game of all time but mm. as it goes it's still outstanding again number four slot on, on a year that was packed with absolutely outstanding games and absolute killers um but yeah that's uh, my number four what's your next recommendation michael looks so like a big one in a, in, in a year that has no uh doom uh, i've gone for the next <laughs> the next best thing i've gone for um call of duty no no no, no i haven't, no, I haven't. I've, I've, I've gone for, I've gone for I've gone no no I've got I've got I've gone for Halo Infinite purely because yeah I I I think it look it looks strong I think it's a strong return I've seen some good things about it I've heard that the gameplay is like sort of like really good really yeah. really polished multiplayer really cool seems to be where it's at as well isn't it yeah yeah absolutely and and yeah the grapple the grappling hook has some really cool um things you can do with that i've got some friends that really yeah really like it i think either have the game pass or they bought it for the for the xbox something like that but uh yeah they they they, re- they really like it it's generally got a very good reception i've heard the story's a little bit lackluster but um uh, but and the open world can be a bit uh ubisofty but mm. it's uh it's meant to be it's meant to be pretty good it's meant to it's meant to be yeah. pretty solid and just for that, I thought, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that'd be a decent one. And uh, who knows, I might, I might pick it up at some point, considering I've played yeah. a few of the Halo games, and it's yeah, they're, they're good. Yeah, they're good. I'm, I'm definitely going to pick it up at some point. I'm looking at getting an Xbox Series S, just so I can turn it into an emulator machine. But if I get, a, I'll just get a bit of Game Pass and at least play through the story and play a bit of the multiplayer, I think. But um, unfortunately, it's, it's got it's got like it's the one thing in Halo that I absolutely despise, running. Um, <laughs> and I, can, I am a massive Halo 3 fan. I, even like last year, I played lots of Halo 3 online. Oh yeah, that is that is oh, so. that is my absolute jam. But just unfortunately, um, I don't think 
three four three have yet to make a good Halo game. I could be wrong. This one could be amazing, but um, up until this point of this game, three four three have not done a good job compared to Bungie. So I kind of had, didn't have too much faith in this game. Um, but it seems to, yeah, it's getting way better reception than five. That's not a hard thing to do though. <laughs> that thing with Halo Five being an absolute <clears throat> dream wreck, to say the least. Um, but yeah, I, I want to get my hands on this and try it for myself, and um, probably play some multiplayer with you, Michael, as well. Yeah, yeah, sounds like a good idea. Cool. Um, so yeah, your next pick is so again, three. Um, yeah, number Bob's three. Medal. So uh, we mentioned one Yoko Taro Kenshi Okabe game. They're going to mention the other one. This is near replicant version one point two two. I can't say the full number. I'm just going to say one point two two. So yeah, this is a remake of the classic two thousand and ten game near near replicant specifically because there was two versions of that game. Um, <clears throat> depending on where you got it, um, I don't mean what region you are. There's near replicant and near gestalt. Uh, both very much the same game, but near replicant, you are playing as the brother near rather than the father near. Um, and yeah, this is. This is the best way to play this absolute cult classic. I rec- don't even recommend you touching the original game anymore because the original game's combat mechanics are a bit diffy and dodgy and the visual art style is a bit all over the place. This brings the art style more in line with the Nier Automatas, which is not a bad thing at all. You know, it's very, you know, very sombre, sort of blown out colours and stuff. Um, and yeah, um, everyone... This game originally was you know, a 10 on 10 game regardless, and this is another. Te- this is 11 on 10. The reason it's only not at number one is because you know, it is a remake, and I don't feel it's fair to give uh, sort of a, a remake a um, number one slot for sure. And yeah, um, it, it does add a few more things. So it does add an ending E to the game, so it brings in a, a sort of short novel story from the Grimoire Nia book and makes that into the game as well, and it adds a little side story that's actually really sweet and very, um, very touching as well. Uh, I won't tell you what happens into it but they had a little side story as well so they had two two really compelling stories from the books into the game and it really just does flesh out the whole entire experience uh, and i guess the only thing i've not that i think's maybe not too great about the game is is just if you want to get the 100 percent of the game just doing some of the grinding for the post game stuff is absolutely insane just just for 100 percent in it if, if you want to see ending e the sort of like the proper ending of the game you don't have to do too much of that stuff but just getting the um sort of all the trophies I, i'm right at the end of it and it's just like i've got to do the same thing the same loop for like five ten hours now and i'm like i kind of don't want to do that but i will do it eventually i will uh, set aside some time and get my near platinum so i can say i've platinumed all the near and dragon guard games and stuff like that so yeah um it's if you're looking to get into Nier, I'd I'd say play this one first because it's not as good as Nier Automata. I'm not saying it's bad; it's, it's blooming amazing as well. Um, but yeah, I'd play this one uh, first because it's uh, it's not as it's a, I'll say not God, why I say it's not amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's an amazing game, but it's um it's and it's the start of the story out of the two as well. So not saying you won't, you don't have to play it as well because you can't just skip to Nier Automata. You don't need the context. There's not really much that relates to two other than little bits here and there. But yeah, um, an absolute classic, and um, I'd love to hear what people think about this game. Michael, are you going to play this Nier? Um, I think you mentioned it as well, and obviously your recommendations. It's in my recommendations, hmm. but it's not recommendations for, for me uh. as such. It's certainly for everyone else. I, I just remember not being in the boat for with everyone else for Neo yeah, Thomas. Yeah. I, I remember playing that game and I think, oh, I'll get good in a second. Oh, I'll get good in a second. And then it got to end credits and went, oh. Oh, man, oh. That's, that sucks. That yeah, sucks. yeah, I know. I feel, I feel like... Um, it's been an awkward moment every time I talk about it <laughs> on his show because yeah. you got a super fan on one side and you got someone else on the other side like I don't 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't get, get it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's not every game for everyone else, but yeah, it's, the people who like Nier Automata really like oh, Nier yeah. Automata. That's absolutely. For sure. no, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure they like it. And I, I thought to myself like, yeah, it's got, it's got, it's got that fan base, and it's yeah, it's probably yeah, very well done, except for on PC. Uh, oh, okay, but, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, 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 but yeah, that's um, a PC specific. Yeah, it just, just, it just unfortunately like Nier Automata. It's just a really, really bad port. So to uh, say that, I guess check it out on the Sony, on the Sony platform would probably be better. Yeah, I think it's on um, Xboxes. Well, it might be on Game Pass. I don't know. Probably everything's on Game Pass. <laughs> Lots of things are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yes. I'm, uh, so yeah, what wasn't for me, but for but for everyone else, yeah, I think it would be an easy, an easy recommendation. Cool. And what game do you think will be for everyone else, Michael? What game do you think other people uh, like? Def, Def Loop is a solid choice. I've put in my notes. Def Loop is probably fine. Like <laughs> I haven't played it myself. I know it's won a lot of uh, Game of the Year accolades. I know a lot of critics are, are raving about it. Um, I haven't played it. I can't. I can't really give you a summary. Mm. And I know it isn't really. It's it's by the guys who did Dishonored, but it's nothing like Dishonored really. Apart from it's like first person and, and you can walk as well. <laughs> sure, but that's kind of where it yeah, ends. Cause yeah. I feel like obviously with Dishonored, there was a very high emphasis of being stealthy and punishing you for for, for being you know clumsy, um, just because you know you die very quickly and the enemies actually very you know kind of kind of overwhelm you very easily. Um, but my general takeaway from this game is it's much more arcadey and you know it kind of kind of goes all over top action sort of stuff um <coughs> excuse me um but i don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing it depends what you're looking for it's it's interesting because I've, I've also it's interesting because you see all these glowing reviews of it but i've also seen one review where it's like i'm not that fussed about this game yeah. and so it's it's a weird one but for the vast majority of people it's probably a good time it's probably you know you know good good the fast-paced sh- shooting time really um but i think one of the main criticisms criticisms have been that it takes ages to get used to the the ui uh in the in the, on the menus and stuff and in terms of um in terms of like story like as a time loop thing you don't really learn you don't really sort of get strong with what you know of the world what you know of a time loop you just mm. sort of get stronger in terms of weapon upgrades and general abilities which eh, it's it's yeah i don't know it means it's a roguelike again there seems to be a lot of good or popular roguelikes at the moment doesn't it mm. yeah perhaps so um but yeah so that's why i that's why i say i recommend it it's probably fine you'll probably you'll probably have a blast um and you know if not you'll probably enjoy it way more than i'm being uh, treating it, it's just because I'm very cynical. Uh, <laughs> if, if I ever play it, I'll I'll give it its due. I'll give it its due if it's uh, if it's decent. So uh, awesome. yeah, that's my uh, that's my recommendation. Uh, cool. How about you? Well, um, we kind of we line up here now, Michael, because we got um, my number two and your sort of final recommendation as well. So this yeah. is. Um, sh- can you do the voice for us, Michael? Oh, I don't know. Hang on, give me oh, a second. Can you do the voice? <laughs> Resident Evil. Village. Ah, we'll give you it. We'll give you it. There you go. Yeah, is that, yeah, is that yeah, all right? Pretty good. Pretty I, good. I, 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 I focused hard on that one. <laughs> You're raspberry, yeah. Well, no other. So yeah, this is Resident Evil Village. Do you want to start talking about it, or should I first off? Um. Okay. Well, Resident Evil Village. <sighs> 
I remember watching your scream stream and you talking about me yes. screaming like a little B yes. word. I saw yes. you scream like a little B word. <laughs> oh, like an absolute baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, baby's not the word I was thinking that begins with B, but you know. Well, well okay, I'm just keeping it friendly. Just keep it keep friendly. Keep family uh, friendly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. Resident Evil Village is a good game by 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 all counts. It, it's it, you know it's got a very silly, goofy sort. Of, it's got a kind of a campy, silly story to it at times, which is which is which is pretty. You know, great. Resident Evil, yeah, yeah. Harkins about Resident Evil Four quite nicely. Uh, Lady Dominatresque is full of you know charisma, and she's you know she's she's great. She's got her own little personality. Shame that she's you know that her section is over so so quickly. Um, the other the other enemy is also kind of you know the enemy is okay and they're pretty memorable except for the last villain that you fight. Mm-hmm. Um, the combat is more action orientated um, and I think the enemies are a bit bullet spongy. Um, what else can I say about this? Exploration is still there. I still like exploring the map and getting all the bits and pieces that I need to survive as best I can. That still is is yeah. top tier. And I must say the second boss fight is brilliant yeah. like I, I i i thoroughly enjoyed that bit and when i i remember because you you were commenting when i was on that section for the first time playing it and you said oh my favorite bit's coming up and i was like hang on but we just left the castle i thought that was everyone's favorite bit <laughs> and, then, and then you know i go into this this the second house around every cur- every corner of that house when you walk in it's empty i'm expecting something to, to something to this jump out at me or, yeah. or something it, anything just hit the fan uh and then it does when you go into the basement and then yes i was i was i remember saying to myself all the time it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll be fine this is fine there's nothing to be nothing to be worried about and yes getting getting very scared very very effective yeah. horror i loved it it was yeah. fantastic it's, it's- um yeah absolutely yeah, it's, it's quite interesting that you're saying it's obviously it's quite action but that bit's very very much like classic horror mm. but yeah yes. I, I don't rate it as much as Resident Evil 7 just because you can't play it in VR and it's not as horror focused other than that one bit it's more, more action focused you get in the more Resident Evil 4 vibes which is not necessarily a bad thing Resident Evil 4 is one of the mm. people's highly, most highly rated games of all time I, yeah, I'm a more classic yeah. Resident Evil horror fan myself but certainly people are, prefer Resident Evil 4 which is not, not a bad thing again as I said so yeah um, god it's um, I'm and this does get a VR part and again there's going to be more content coming for this game in probably I imagine this year of 2022 at this rate so mm. yeah there'll be more to look forward to and hopefully more scary stuff um, and yeah, I can't, yeah. Wait to join. I can't wait for the next Resident Evil as well you know, it seems like they're on a, they're a good path you know, and they've not done as bad so far other than maybe a little bit of a disappointing version of Resident Evil 3 remake but yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Capcom are doing a very good job recently, and Resident Evil Village is a very easy recommendation from me. Yeah. Um, I, I just, it's such a shame for me because I, I agree with your point about Resident Evil Seven and mm. how it compares to this. I really wish they went more into the horror yeah, on this yeah. one. I, I, I really think I really kind of wish they did. I really wish they sort of dialed it up more yeah. in terms of the horror aspects to it. It was, it was a good time, and I, and it will be, you know, it's good for anybody, but. I just kind of wish it, yeah, it kind of stuck to its goods a little bit more. Um, but yes, that's Resident Evil Village for my, you know, recommendation. Awesome. And yeah. your second slot. Again, my, my number two slot as well. So, mm. right. Sh- who wants to go first with their game of the year, Michael? Because we've who both got two go very first? different ones. Very um, different ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, heads or tails? Heads. Flipping uh, the coin. Hang on. Oh, you uh, got to find the coin. Of. I've got one. Hang on. Hang on. Is it gonna flip, right. Was it a virtual coin? 
Uh, no, no, no. It ain't. It's actually a physical thing. It's oh, like okay. a badge, but it's yeah, it'll it'll work. Right. So, what are you having? Heads, I'll give heads. All right. Oh, I can hear the flick of the coin. Ding. That's tails. So I'll oh, go first. Um, so my game of the year, um, which I've actually played, and I've played <laughs> Resident Evil Village as well. Um, it takes two. Is my is my game of the year for 2021. I have loved this game. Uh, playing it with my little sister and a few like a few of my friends doing some like two player co op. I think the game design is top notch. I honestly think there's so many cool um, mechanics that happen in every level that distinguish distinguish them out from everything else. And they're still really fun to go back and play later. Maybe as the other characters add a bit of um, variety and and really mix things up a bit. Um, you know, it's, it's 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 a game with a lot of heart and soul into it. And I think you know. I think there's a lot there to like. Um, I mean, it's any shortcoming for me is just that I really do not like the married couple in the game. I think that they shouldn't be going back together at all. I think a divorce is probably fine, <laughs> judging by just how often they fight about the smallest things, about like not putting a vacuum cleaner away or getting it repaired or something. And so you have these ridiculous, drawn out arguments about it. And then just the whole time it's like, oh, shut up. But the rest of it is fantastic it's 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 really good really mm -hmm. good and uh i'm really happy it won the game of the year that was a surprise for me and i think yeah fantastic absolutely fantastic game would highly recommend uh, to anybody and the best thing about this game is if you buy it if one of you if one person buys it anyone else can play it with them for free with yeah. the uh, buddy buddy pass system so honestly it's fantastic yeah, yeah um I'd like to put this game on my list. I just recently bought it, actually, because it got so many Game of the Year recommendations, even at the Game Awards, which we'll talk about shortly, actually, um, when we talk about news that's been happening. Um, but, yeah, I, I've got to play it, but I need a friend. I don't have friends. So <laughs> that's why I've not played it co-op yet. Um, I do have a couple of friends who've said they'll be up for playing it, but um, just not. You know, I mean, that's got, you've got to put that time aside, haven't you, really? And both have the sort of time. Yeah, a couple hours or so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that game, and maybe I will talk about it in the next month and go yeah no it probably would be my game of year if i did if i did play it as in time as well um but one game i did play in time and because it did technically come out in 2020 but it came out in 2021 for the ps5 and it was late 2020 i mean it was december so i'm, I'm allowing it this is why i'm allowed to um i'm voting for uh, my number one is yakuza 7 or yakuza like a dragon is it called so yeah, this is the um, latest Yakuza game. There's obviously been the Judgment games afterwards, and this is the. Um, have you played this game, Michael? Uh, I've played the only Yakuza game I've played. I think was Yakuza Kiwami. Oh. Right. I think so. I think yeah, if you remember them Yakuza games, they're very much beat them up games out of you where you put square, square, triangle, and so you do a combo, or you press circle to mm. grab someone, you throw them. Um, this is completely different. So they're kind of absolutely like. I want to say revamped, but they absolutely just flipped the table. So the game is now, instead of being a sort of beat-em-up game, it's now a traditional RPG, turn-based RPG, where you take your turns and stuff. So you have your um, your main character, I can't God, what's his name again? I forgot his name. Oh, my God, yeah, um, you, you've got the main character, and you, he thinks he's like the sort of hero in a Dragon Quest game, and he's... Um, he takes turns in the battle, so he has a, instead of having a magic sword, he pulls out a stone, he pulls out a magic baseball, he finds a baseball bat that he pulls out of some concrete, and he's like, oh, it's like pulling a sword out of stone, and he's, he's losing his mind a little bit, and he thinks he's like his, his homeless friend is actually like this, um, he can do someone like, he can summon, do summon spells where he summons pigeons and so on, and it's, um, it's really out there, and... Uh, 
at the same time as being really out there, the story is really grounded and really gritty and real. And we talk about like, I mean, here's homeless people and what they do from day to day and stuff, and and how people like crime bosses and reaching on the turf and they, I mean, they ask them to tell them you got to give us money or we'll kick kick the living daylights out of you and and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like um, how prostitutes deal with, I mean, having to live in certain places and then being persecuted and so on. It's got these real like not I mean, really human stories, but then it goes, oh, here's this really wacky thing. Here's this person that's punching a tree and this little girl thinks if this apple drops she'll have a heart attack and it's just it's just like what's going on here? It's um it's you know, I mean that, that sort of like I won't say tonal whiplash but it is tonal whiplash and of just back and forth all these crazy things but then getting very serious. It's because the game's so big and so long it's it's got that room to breathe where it can do these different things and it can pull mm. you in all these different directions. And the way it's pulling you, it's not just like it's not ripping you apart. It is very much pulling you and going, "Oh, see, see this, see that." And it's you know, it's it's um, it's like a, it's a roller coaster in the best way possible. Even though I'm not a big fan of roller coasters myself, and yeah, it's it's a, a glowing recommendation. And being able to have your own sort of financial um, biscuit company and make a make it to a Fortune 500 company where you have a um, a chicken as part of the CEO team who answers questions from the board is really cool and really out there <laughs> as you can imagine it's like yeah um it's a outstanding game and if you've not played it yet um again my game of the year for this year and um it did come out in 2020 technically but it didn't come out until 20 march 2021 on ps5 so i'm allowing it <laughs> cool <laughs> right that's our game of the nice. year um yeah We've done all the gaming years. Um, should we now, Michael, move on to... Uh, um, do you have any anything else you'd like to recommend as we finish up? Any recommendations that didn't make it on your list no. or anything? No, no I, I think that's all the recommendations for my list. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I'm happy with mine and stuff. So it takes two from Michael and Yakuza 7, slash Yakuza Like a Dragon from me. Right, let's move on then, Michael. So we're going to get into the news now. Um, we'll get into the news and then we'll talk about games that are coming out for the kind of year 2022 but so there's not tons of news is the michael but we usually start off with our news section with um sort of the ps plus versus xbox games with gold lineup because they've just recently come mm-hmm. out haven't they so you know just tell oh, us yes. a little bit about what's come out for ps plus first of all michael well i'm very excited to say that ps plus will see deep rock galactic uh Pop up, on, pop up on uh, for free for both PS5 and PS4. Mm. Uh, I've played a bit of this for my little sister again and a couple of her friends on on the PC. It's really it's really good. It's a really good um, uh, team based. Uh, survi- I would say survival slash sort of. It, I mean, at a stretch, it's like sort of Minecraft in the sense of you go down to mine certain materials as well as hold, like holding the fort against a lo- loads of monsters that are obviously out to It's kind stop of yeah, you. like a loot-based survival game almost, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's actually a much better description to what I've done. Yeah. I played it for and like 10 minutes the other day, but I think the servers were a mess. So, yeah. Oh, whoops. I see. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, so I'd hear that because usually it's... Uh, yeah, it's spot on it's really good fun to play with your friends and uh it's it's yeah it's, it's uh i think it's one of the indie darlings of 2020 i think or whenever it was released i think it was 2020 but uh i could be could be wrong and especially with my younger sister she's she's clocked um hours and hours and hours into this thing uh so you know obviously it's 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 it's, it's a bit it's a big one with a lot of uh a lot of gamers out there um we also have persona oh hang on persona's five strikers yeah uh, for for the PS for the PS4 only, which will be coming out that that this month, 
do you have anything you want to say about that? I know you're yeah, unfortunately, you're it didn't make out. my game of year list because I've not played enough of Persona 5 Strikers. It's quite interesting because it's obviously made by the Dynasty Warriors people, so you'd think it'd play like Dynasty Warriors, but it does play pretty close to the Persona games in terms of a turn-based RPG, even though everything's happened in real time. It's quite a... In terms of like blending two different games together, they've done an amazing job on that, and the soundtrack is superb. You know what I mean? You got some really good remixes of the Persona Five music. Um, again, probably could have made my list if I'd um, played enough of it and stuff. But for it to be in, come out like six, seven months ago and it's already on PS Plus, that is a, a cracking, um, cracking good deal, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. And then the last thing we've got here is we've got some Dirt Five. Um, yeah. some sort of I guess rally car rally car action sort of thing um, sort of I don't know if it's really I think it's more arcadey than actually like a racing sim mm. but yeah it's sort of like you got a career mode you got a four player split screen you got some online multiplayer wow. stuff um, all sorts of stuff uh, on, on offer there for people we like a bit of arcade racing as well, so that's also to, to offer and that's coming to both PS5 and PS4 versions of yeah. uh, PlayStation that's, that's too. good yeah it's a good deal yeah, so it's a good selection for PlayStation this, this month, this month coming. Absolutely fantastic. Mm. Over on the Xbox side of things, we have got Little Nightmares, uh, which I believe is a, I, I want to say it's a survival horror game. Kind of, uh, yeah. It's like a platform. It's a little bit like, I think, like the game Limbo, if people have played that game, I think. Aha, uh-huh, right. Yes, got you. So, so kind of like, like these are platformer. Uh, sort of thing with like horror, horror elements in there, would you say? Yeah, I think so. I've actually seen it on like PSN for like two pound fifty the week, and I almost bought it. So <laughs> yeah. Oof, I see, I see, I see. Um, and then we've also got uh, Dead Rising, which I think is a remaster of the original Dead it's Rising the, yeah, game. Xbox One version. Um, uh, yeah, so it just runs at a higher frame rate. There's nothing else really going on other than high frame rate, maybe oh, higher really? output resolution. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so okay. It's a it's a first Dead Rising game. You play as Frank West. You play as a journalist who is dropped into a shopping mall during a zombie outbreak. And to be honest with you, I mean, there is a story there. Like you have to sort of like survive and get out within within seventy two hours. But to be honest, sometimes I just sort of I have more fun messing about in the mall with a bunch of zombies. To be honest, like playing golf, using the zombies' heads as golf, you know, golf balls and sort of smacking it through or getting your shopping cart running over that's always some good fun um but uh but yeah uh that game's also pre- pretty decent i've got some good good memories of that we've also it's got covered a walls, games you know. here which you what it's covered walls you know <laughs> what, <Frank West? laughs> that's that's his that's one of his catchphrases yeah yeah no i'm a big fan of the first <laughs> dead rising as well um it gets kind of gets away from itself later in the series but that first one challenging but very cool yeah, yeah, um, and then we've also got. I think we've got here. Uh, we've got some. You got the King of Fighters, uh, thirteen. Don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah, this is the sort of last sprite-based King of Fighters game. Really cool, and I'm glad it's like got kind of come on the Xbox 360. They've they've parted it over with their sort of their technology for the Xbox One, Xbox Series X. So that's I'm really cool that that game's able to keep alive and going because we do have King of Fighters 15 coming out soon, and I still think King of Fighters 13 is probably the best one that they've ever made. So yeah. Hmm. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention as well. Little Nightmares is available for the entire month of January. Uh, Dead Rising for some reason is January 16th till February 15th. 
King of Fighters is available from the 1st of Jan to the 15th of Jan. And the next title called Breakdown is available from the 16th of Jan to the f- to the end of January. Uh, now, Breakdown is a game I'm not particularly familiar with, mm. so I'll have a look at a quick uh, overview of that. So, something about being trapped inside a mysterious lab and you've sort of got a bit of amnesia there. You've got to fight your way out using newfound powers, so hand-to-hand combat, state-of-the-art weapons story uh filling suspense first person action so this looks like a first person action adventure game oh uh, i remember this game actually (laughs) yeah it's a sort of a first person it's a fighting game that you play in first person and i remember it specifically Uh, because there's a moment in the beginning of the game where you can eat a burger in first person and he goes it's a burger in first person it is i remember playing that game with a friend and we were just we we were laughing in hysterics of him just eating eating a burger and drinking coke in first person (laughs) <laughs> that's that's my specific memory of that game, uh, but whether it's good, I can't remember. Probably not that good. But hey, if you get a chance to do that and do send us a video clip of what that looks like, because I can't remember. Any. Um, but yeah, in, enjoy that game. <laughs> yeah. So that's those are two things. And by the way, I've just remembered one of the game I played this month, which oh, okay. is just. Hel- it's it's so bad it's funny and I'll quickly drop it. It's uh, the, so the game the game for Polar Express is awful. It's <laughs> awful, 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 but funny. Um, and I'll just leave you at that. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. it's a so, PS2 game or something. Yes, oh, wow, yes, okay, right. yes. Wow. Awful video, you know, licensed video game thing, and it's just it's just hilariously bad. Um, but yeah, so it just reminded me of this then what you're talking about. It's like it's brought back a memory of like in, in December playing that and just be like, what am I playing? But also, it's a Christmas like, game, I guess, so yeah, you can get you can get away with it. Cool. <laughs> right. right. So that that is gold games yeah, gold versus PS plus for the month of January. Some really, mm. really nice nice games on offer there. Yeah, definitely really more galactic, which I'm I might go home and play tonight if I get a chance. So yeah, so we don't have too many stories. There's kind of like one really big story though to talk about, I guess, um uh, for this month. And that's about um JPEGs of monkeys or something like that, isn't it, Michael? I don't know what's what's going on. Um I mean, I'm not sure about the JPEGs of monkeys. Apparently they're uh, on sale as NFTs, um, which I suppose I've been sort of trying to get my head around them and sort of thinking, why do we need these? It kind of feels like we're mm. buying, or they're trying to encourage us to buy digital goods that we then try and sell at a higher price later when it goes up in value. Yeah, I don't quite, I don't quite understand the business model, and I've yet to understand why we need these in video games. But we seem to be pushed a yeah. lot for them. And uh, one of the people who've been pushing for them alongside uh, folks like uh, Ubisoft with their new Quartz thing. And who else was talking about? I think Activision probably wants to get on in on it as well. Um, but I've heard some rumblings from Square Enix, especially with the president discuss- discussing NFT gaming in his open sort of New Year's letter, which was a very very weird one yeah very concerning for a lot of people um as you can imagine he was going like yeah sort of like year one was last year of nfts and the metaverse and stuff and it's he's like it seems like nfts are going to be very vital important to the future of games but it doesn't tell you why it's going to be vital why it's going to be important um i mean what's Mm. it going to really add i think it's going to add a lot of basically um, we've had for many years with the loot boxes sort of pseudo gambling and because these NFTs will be able to be sold and stuff I think it's going to create a lot of actual real gambling and real problems and I think mm. it, once people get a you know, once, you know, 
um, governments and organisations get ahead of this, they're going to be really you know, stomping down on this real quick. This is very much just, I think, old man thinks, oh, look, mon- way to earn money, easy and quick. This person sold a picture, a JPEG of a monkey for £100,000. Um, we can easily make that ourselves as well. And it's it's frankly really disgusting and very... You know, it, it can't, Square Enix have been doing a pretty darn good job for the most part, and you know, I mean, they've had an they've had an amazing MMO that's been brought back to life. Final Fantasy fourteen, Final Fantasy sixteen's got like really cool people working. It'll probably be really cool. The Bravely Default's been amazing. Um, the Nia stuff's been amazing. They've not really done all bad, and this is kind of the first real sign of concern potentially. Um, that and obviously there's that game coming out. And what was it May that Forspoken that looks a bit concerning, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah it's kind of very suspicious and it's the fact is it was an open light and he was, he was happy to talk about this openly to people is um i know it's got the people who make final fantasy the people not people who make final fantasy 14 but people who enjoy final fantasy 14 very concerned because that's the sort of big money earner at the moment and you know and people if people are going to be willing to pay for monthly subscriptions do they think people are going to be willing to buy nfts and stuff is that where it's going to start off and yeah, and it's interesting as well because obviously all the STs come from um, crypto mining and stuff, and Final mm. Fantasy XIV has been so um, server packed they're not being able to get extra servers because all the stuff's being used for crypto mining. So you kind of they've been hampering themselves and gone, oh, we'll just hamper ourselves even more by doing this NFT stuff, and obviously as well this crypto mining stuff. It's not really good for the environment either. It's you know, it's I think the entire just blockchain technology uses more energy than the entire of Ireland. Um, it's just over the world it's just like that's insane and you know, very destructive but yeah i'm i'm concerned um and i think other people should be too um, i guess the best thing we can do is michael is just vote with our wallets and when this stuff happens stop supporting these companies and stop you know i mean even like if they create a new game it's like here's is an nft in this new game um just don't even buy the game at first place you know i mean vote with your wallet. they very quickly do turn the page i remember explicitly with was it battlefront 2 not many people bought mm. Battlefront 2, but then when the next Star Wars games come around, none of them featured loot boxes at all. You know what I mean? The, not, not even microtransactions. They cut that stuff out completely. So, mm. um, yeah. What about yourself, Michael? What's your feelings on this? Um, <clears throat> I think it's a very strange strange uh, letter which seemed to, in some in some parts of that letter, also mentioned some way very strange thoughts and opinions on, on, on people who play games for fun as opposed to play games to, mm. to contribute. That was a very strange line of thinking. So so the line of thinking was, oh, you know, you've got people, I know there's people who just play games for fun, but plenty of people who can play to contribute by, you know, buying an NFT, by, buying this digital good that you now have the rights to and can now own and sell that and we'll, you know, we'll take a cut. But, you know, um, it just seems weird that video games are designed for us to have to you know work in our spare time as opposed to being Some, that yeah, form of yeah. escapism that we just what we just want you know from from working you know 40 hour weeks um it's important to a lot of us um and just you know it's fun or it's a way to express yourself or you know it's it's its, it's own art form um but it's very strange how i don't know it's sort of like i play for fun is it, it was kind of that's the way he worded it in my opinion just seemed to seem to imply that you know we don't care about those who play for fun we want you know we want people to play to contribute to to to, to buy and develop the games by buying nfts and it's stuff like that's not our job is our job is to develop the games it's, it's your job to develop it by developing the game 
and and publishing it our our job is merely just to if we like the look of it we'll buy it and that be that we'll just just pay for the thing and use it as a product and then that be that but it's uh yeah it's it's a very it's very it's a very very strange lesson obviously he's very excited about the prospect of it but nothing about again money Yeah, but the thing is, that's, a, that's, a, that's the example though. It's like it's a great business. It's a, it's a new exciting business thing, but there was nothing that mentioned anything about oh, you know, NFTs in video games could be used this, that, the other to enhance games or this, that, that. It was ju- it was mostly from my, from what I read was just it's NFTs exciting because it's an excellent business opportunity. It's like that's great, but what's in it for us, the average gamer who just wants to have a bit? Of, he wants to, like I said before, play for fun. He doesn't he doesn't necessarily want to. Uh, work or you know buy NFTs to then you know try, I hope that somehow you set it for like profit or something. See the thing is I don't really fully understand it. All I know is it, just, it looks like a, it look it look it just it just smells like a pyramid scheme to me. Yes, which is being pushed. It's being pushed on us despite the fact I don't think really anyone's really asking for it. No, there might I... be that small crowd of people who who mm-hmm. are into NFTs who do make a lot of money off it, but then they're not they're not gamers. They're 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 they're, they're crypto the crypto guys but, but that's their thing that's what they do but they they have those farms that are on 24 7 and they farm all those bitcoins and, and stuff like that but yeah. that's not us it's weird it's um it is it's you're kind of right it is a bit scheme and i think it's i think people will learn very quickly that the people who are in it are just trying to get the money get the bag and get out and it's just it's it's very much going to be similar to the art world i think where people just use it to kind of launder money as well i think that's kind of i mean where people will buy a massive painting of a picture of a white painting for 30 million because it's just a it's a it's an asset that you can get tax off of and stuff and so on it's it's yeah it's very suspicious and um again i just don't do it people and as i said what were your wallet? You know, and you tell these companies, you know, and they'll very quickly learn that if, if you know, if no one but these crypto bros are buying their stuff, they'll and they've lost the actual game and stuff, then they'll stop doing it. Um, st- example of this is obviously the developers of Stalker Two, just simple backlash, um, just over social media, and they went, yeah, we're not doing that again. We were totally wrong. We we've messed up seriously. We thought this would be a cool mm. idea, but no, people are clearly going NFTs are the absolute. Going horrible, disgusting, um, and yeah, they've they're taking the NFT, they're, they're going to put NFTs in Stalker too, but they're not going to anymore. So hey, it's mm. a win for people. It certainly is a win, and um, it's it's interesting for mentions of that just just backlash in general will do it because the the Ubisoft Quartz, I believe it was called, which was announced the, the YouTube video for that was sw- was swiftly delisted once the the dislike <laughs> ratio got to about ninety five percent dislikes to five likes something like that. So overwhelmingly negative response. I'm so glad YouTube got rid of the dislike button it. because that's really now it's going to really inform us that that's. Wow, why would YouTube ever do that? It's not like they're going to protect big companies by doing that or anything. <laughs> God, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> that's it's, another story. It's, it's very, it's 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 that is another story, and it's very sus. There is a Google Chrome, uh, I've got it, yeah, or whatever it's called, <laughs> yeah, which which is good for bringing that back. So brings back it, the dislike button, yeah. That was before, yeah, 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 but um, but yeah, it's so I guess it's one of those where I guess we've just got to keep. Just keep making noise and going no you know until you get you know you can't tell us why why it's good we and we all sort of see it as just another thing where you can make even more money yeah. um but without create you know without enhancing the game in any way just just making more money 
and it's just it seems it's kind of a bit gross considering how much games games have gone up you, you know games have gone up seventy dollars or you know UK yeah. I think it's like fifty fifty ish fifty five seventy pounds for some PS five games which is nuts and you yeah and you can pay more and then like oh that's not enough money we're going to also charge you NFTs we're going to keep the ultimate conditions we're going to keep the loot boxes it's just it's more of that which I'm I'm getting really really tired of yeah. um really. Yeah. You know. Again, people vote with your wallet. You know what I mean? There's a lot of great ideas and great games out there that are you know, not that price and not cheap. And you know, go support indie devs. We've mentioned a good few of them over the past yeah. um, two hours we've been recording almost. So, yeah. Um, but do you think they'll put NFTs in a new Splinter Cell game remake, Michael? Oh, boy. Um... <laughs> so, this is the announcement that's finally happened. Um, took long enough so a uh, brand new Splinter Cell a Splinter Cell remake a very early in development because the sort of thing was from about hire, they're now hiring and this is going to be made by Ubisoft Toronto um, so what you, what what your feelings on this Michael obviously we have cur- current Ubisoft and what you think how is this going to turn out <laughs> I don't know I, I, I really don't know anymore because when I think of Splinter Cell I go yeah it's about time but at the same time oh I don't know Oh, I, I just don't know. The way they've been treating Splinter Cell recently, like last time we saw, um, it's, I think Sam, Sam Fisher, Fisher yeah. was was in a was in a mobile game. It, it <laughs> concerns me. It concerns me quite a lot. Um, and I see that they're doing the. I see, I see like they're just doing a, a straight up remake of the original yeah. rather than rather than a new one. Um, so I guess how could you mess that up? Is my next? Is my next? Is my next sort of thing? <laughs> like, I you know. It's no way you can mess that up. It's just a simple job. Yeah. Just make it make it look nice and shiny. Maybe add some, you know, current gen, you know, game gameplay, you know, overhauls to it. And uh, there you go. Off, off, off. That there's, there's your remake. I, um, I know they could make mess it up. They could go, you know, this very linear stealth game. How about we make it open world and give it towers and um, repeatable uh, missions? That's why. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. How they can mess it up. And G- then we'll give, add give NFTs Ubisoft. in it. Yeah. Uh, give it the Ubisoft treatment, which is something that yeah would would be a bit concerning if it does. Yeah, uh, on this show, like I think we've we've come out a long a lot of times and just said that um, yeah, the, sort of the Ubisoft formula to those open worlds is 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 tired us out. It's, it definitely knocked me out in terms of um, I'm sort of done with it. I've, I've experienced it too much. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Part of me is like yay because it's been something that. It should have been done ages ago, and also because I had a friend who had Split Cell. I played a bit of it. I died a lot. I wasn't very good, but you know, it's 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 really really good. And I think that there's a there's a, such a fan base for it, and I think it's overdue. Absolutely, yeah, awesome. Um, one thing that's getting a, a classic game that's getting a potential part that we got leaked was a um, GoldenEye 64. Um, yeah. This is really, really exciting for me personally. So um, just, I think just about a week or so ago, the um, the trophies for a new version of GoldenEye, because I know that about eight or 10 years ago, they, the trophies leaked for, well, not trophies leaked, but um, information about a GoldenEye remake was happening then as well. And that also had some trophies tied to it. These are different trophies, completely different trophies. And I know about six months ago as well, that build of that Xbox um, One game got leaked as well. And it seems like these new trophies have come out and uh, people are talking and we might be getting a a brand new port of GoldenEye for not only Xbox, but potentially the Switch as well. Would you be down for some GoldenEye, Michael? Okay. I'm going to duck the cover because uh, if... if, 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 Hot take, okay, so if... 
Yes, hot take incoming. If they update the shooting a bit, yeah, because because going back to Visual GoldenEye, it's a bit janky. Let's be honest, compared to compared to like yeah. how we how we're used to first person shooters nowadays. I do not want a Call of Duty GoldenEye. Let's let's be let's be. Do let's you mean like the last time GoldenEye was remade? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we don't want any. We don't want any of that. I just don't want the weird, uh, the weird sort of, uh, you know, robotic. Uh, movement but you know it's a it's a big one it sure is a big one for the for the hardcore fans and it's it's and i've got no excuse to not play it as a result if that yeah. ever comes to life 100 100 yeah. if this is real which i think like it's almost certainly is i mean this is i mean the only reason this wouldn't come out is because there's some sort of licensing issue now so i think it exists the game totally exists and it's all but done but i think the only reason it couldn't come out is like if there's some issue with like nintendo or the people who own the movie or the license for the face mgm or whatever you know and there was an issue somehow between these companies saying no but um that's what happened last time it was nintendo were on for it but then like mgm wouldn't let them make the game because they wanted to make Activision, like Activision, have the license, and again, no one's currently got the license for the game. So this is, I think, this is very, very much possible. And if it is the case, I will be setting up parties for people to come play Goldeneye, <laughs> and we will all be playing Goldeneye, and it will be slappers at dawn on facility. Um, um, so if anyone is down for playing um, slappers at dawn, on, uh, slappers on facility, I am. I am um, definitely up for that. So yeah, and I just the only thing I hope is that yeah, again, the controls are not the the. the, the Controlled with one got um one analog stick one then you've obviously got two now so hopefully it will control a little better and stuff and and as long as it looks clean and whatnot and I know the original the version that got leaked the Xbox One version had the sort of thing that Halo Anniversary had where you could switch between the original graphics and the new graphics as well so I'm hoping it'll do that sort of stuff as well but yeah I, I'm all but confident this is real um um but yeah let's 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 um cross our fingers. Um, because this is, I mean, this is this to me. This game is like my sort of first start of first-person shooters, and for a lot of people, it is as well. Because it was sort of first-person shooter on, on consoles that we ever got. But yeah, mm, that's mm. kind of all the game news. I think Michael, if there's anything else that's taking your fancy, there's not tons of stuff. Unfortunately, we've got a little bit of announcement that's delay Final Fantasy 16 just because of COVID, but that's not really anything to talk about. And yeah, no, I think that's I think that's pretty much everything for the news, Michael. So, um, should we get into yeah. games coming out in 2022? I guess. Yeah. So sure, we, we, sure we, thing. there's a massive list here, and I've kind of just put everything but the kitchen sink. So, should we just go through them all and just talk about them a little bit, or do you just want to go over the ones that we know dates for? What's what's your feeling on this, Michael? Uh, we can go over the one. We can go over. We can go over them all if you like. Yeah. Uh, you'll probably catch me a bit off guard for some of them. Like I'm just sort of having a look at yeah. a few of these, like Rainbow Six. That's fine. For example, I'm, I'm sure I can, I can fill in where we need to. So yeah, mm. sort of what's what what we kind of got first of, of of note. Obviously, that's coming out. So in our list of things, we have Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction on January 20th, which is funny enough my birthday. Hey. So, Will I? I don't know. I don't think I'll be playing it necessarily, unless it's mm. somehow you know really, really, really good, which is fair. Um, but yeah, it looks like a tactical shooter. Probably this is the sort ah, of, it, was, it was called Rainbow Six Quarantine, Six. if you remember quite correctly. But with the state uh, of the world, yeah. it got renamed. Um, so it's kind of like a, it's almost like Rainbow Six, but fighting zombies. And interesting enough as well. Don't know if it's a positive or a negative, depending. It might be representative of the quality of the game but probably a positive for consumers it's actually going to be day one on game pass as well 
Nice. So for those who are interested in just at least checking it out, there's a good opportunity. Um, yeah. I'll go next. This is a game I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to. Windjammers 2. So if you remember the classic game Windjammers, the old um, um, Neo Geo game that actually got a part re- like a good couple of years ago. It's a very high-skill tournament game of you just people throwing a disc across a line. And it's even in like fighting game circles, it gets a lot of cred for like sort of side tournaments and people play it quite high level competitively. And this is the new game and it's not using the pixel art style, it's using the sort of more drawn cartoony 2D art style, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not as cool, but um, yeah, just a sequel to Windjammers after all these years um, is, is a really good sign that that's, that franchise has got some legs potentially and um, I'll be up for playing it. I need to actually go back to Windjammers 1 at some point as well. So, yeah. Um, and after that, I'll, go, I'll cover the next game, Michael, because this is very much a me game. Yes, it's so we've got my, we got Gunvol Chronicles Luminous Avenger IX2. So this is the... Um, so this is Integrates, the guys responsible for Blaster Master and uh, as a striker Gunvolt. This is the Gunvolt spin-off um, sequel game. So this is a, a spin-off of a... A game that's inspired by Mega Man, <laughs> and this is yeah the spin-off, and this is the sequel to that spin-off. Um, not expecting tons of things from this game, but I will probably be picking it up because it's um, the other one was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, if you're into your Mega Man's that sort of style of games, um, and again, it creates have never really made a bad 2D game. So um, yeah, looking forward to that one. And then we've probably got the biggest game of month of January, haven't we? After that, Michael. We have got more Pokemon. We've got Pokemon Legends. Uh, it's spelled A-R-C-E-U-S. Arceus, so it is Arceus, because hopefully I won't be wrong. Uh, it's another action RPG uh, for the Pokemon series. So set in the same region as Pokemon Diamond and Pearl and their respective remakes. And yes, part of the 25th anniversary event alongside yeah. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Yeah, so this is this is actually interesting. This is slightly different to your normal Pokemon game. So this is semi-open world, um, and it's set in like sort of somewhat feudal, like 19th, 18th century Japan. Um, oh, okay. And you are sort of running around the world, and you kind of look, you can do a little stealth crouching, and you get to physically throw the Pokemon ball as well, rather than actually pressing a button. You don't actually go through the menu to do it and stuff. So yeah, it's it's quite a departure somewhat. I was even going, I might pick this up uh, as long as I don't hear terrible things about it. And I go, it's oh, it's this the worst thing ever. I was like, this is enough of a departure for me to go. <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm down down for down for playing this. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, and end of the month, that's probably I think that'll sell like hotcakes. Um, from Pokemon fans of old and the people who seem like this might be something new and interesting as well, because I know Pokemon's got a lot of stale, got quite stale for a lot of people, unfortunately. So yeah. But yeah, that's your mm-hmm. sort of big game in January. Um, Michael, do you want to take it away? We've got what's coming out of February. The first game we've got that on, on so this list. So the first thing we got for February is Dying Light Two: Stay Human, which is launching February fourth, mm-hmm. as of next month. Uh, so it is, I guess, you know, a sequel to 2015's Dying Light, whole seven years later, uh, yeah. for PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S. I know you're looking forward to this one. Were you a fan of the original? I'm oh, guessing. Oh God, yeah, I was. Um, again, it's you were just like, oh, it's just a game where you fight zombies and kill zombies, and yeah, that's what it is. But it's also a free-running game, and it's an action RPG. You know, and you, you level up your gear and equipment, and it's from the people who made Dead Island, which Dead Island was okay, but they they really did expand on the formula. Of the second game, and this one's really exciting because it does have the um, writer for Baldur's Gate and Fallout New Vegas doing the story, so someone with really good writing chops. 
So I'm expecting mm. a lot from the story, which um, obviously, hopefully, that doesn't disappoint. But yeah, this is this is like. I think it's a good time. I'd say it's a good time for it, but there's a lot of good stuff coming out in February. I think this game should come out a little earlier if, if they wanted to. I know it's gone gold already. If they were smart, they'd probably push it up a couple of weeks um, to get it in front of all the other games. But it is still early February. Um, so, yeah. And then after that, we do have um, Oli Oli World. Um, big fan of Oli Oli 1 and 2. This is the new Oli Oli game. Um, they have changed the art style. They've given it sort of like a Cali art style, and um, they're charging a lot more for the game compared to the other two. So, I I am unsure on my feelings on this currently because the only other games play really tight and really good, um, but I am I am really not a big fan of that art style. And yeah, we'll have to see on this one because they, they could have easily just done a number three, and I would have bought that as well. So let's let's hope for the best on that one. Uh, that's February. 8th. What else do we have coming out February, 8th, Michael? We've got a game called Sifu. Sifu, yeah, Sifu, which I believe I remember seeing the um, seeing the uh, tra- trailer yeah. for, where it's kind of like you just sort of, I, don't, I think I, I think it's just like a really really um, well choreographed uh, beat 'em up uh, adventure game, yeah, uh, by Slow Clap for PC, PS4, PS5 on the eighth of Feb, which be fair. Actually, I think I remember it's looking really good. Actually, yeah. So it's, the idea of the game is so it's made by the guys who made Absolver. Um, so it's a, it's a sort of beat 'em up game, and the idea is every time you die in the game, you get older, which makes you stronger, but it makes you your health p- pull go down and stuff, and you have to def- beat the game before you die of old age. Ah, but you have lots of really cool, cool kung fu moves and stuff. So yeah, um, a good beat 'em up fighting game. But then we have a proper fighting game, um, classic traditional fighting game on February the seventeenth with the King of Fighters fifteen. So this is the um, new King of Fighters. I mean, got fifteen of them so far now. Um, this is the second one to have this sort of three D art style rather than the pixel one we talked about in King of Fighters thirteen. It looks all positive so far. Um, nothing groundbreaking or. Are really out there. I reckon after many years of updates and DLC, this game will be really top notch compared to King of Fighters 14, which did did get pretty top notch towards the end, but it did have a rough start compared to this one, which looks like it's starting on a better foot. So do keep an eye out on King of Fighters 15 if you are a fighting game fan. What have we got after that, Michael? So after that, we've got um, Horizon F- Forbidden West, which is a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yes. Uh, and yes, it's uh, an RPG game, uh, very much open world. Uh, yeah, sets released for the PS5 only. Oh, went no, no, it's for PS4 and PS5. As well. yeah. yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of positive set from this one. Um, it's quite cool to see that you can go, uh, you can go below water this time and see lots of other like uh, mechanical monsters below the sea. It's that's pretty cool. Um, and yeah, hopefully this one will be you know yeah. take take advantage of some new features in the PS5 and uh, always always big always very were, cool. Were you a big fan stuff. of Forbidden West? I can't, uh, was not Forbidden West. Zero, Zero Dawn. Dawn. Um, it was a game I can never get into. Uh, oh, okay, right. Unfortunately, I've tried twice and I just I can't get into it. It mm. just it doesn't quite. Yeah, I get so far and then my enthusiasm sort of just sort of dwindles a bit. Yeah, which is. Yes, I I am one of a few who I don't think think that highly of the original game, but uh, you know I I'm I'm sure this one would be a a big hit a big hit for for February. I think probably yeah. on people's radar quite highly. Yeah. 
Uh, and then we've got then Destiny 2, The Witch Queen. So this is the new big expansion for February 22nd. Not a big Destiny fan, but I've heard Destiny fans really kicking off that this is going to be the next big thing for them. So, yeah, that's good luck, and I hope it's all well. And then we've probably got one probably game I'm most looking forward to, Michael, um, the so yes. far this year. What's what's next, Michael? What's The what ne- next game on, on this list is Elden Ring for the 25th of Feb. Which uh, you can talk about, Elliot. Yeah, I think you're okay. best qualified. So yeah, Elden Ring it is the new From Software game. So the guys who make your Dark Souls, your Demon Souls, your Bloodborne's. Um, this is, I'll say, I'll say it had a little bit of a treatment as well from um, George R. R. Martin of Game of Thrones fame. I kind of hope he doesn't have much to do with it because I think uh, Miyazaki, who directs the rest of the game, he's way better writer than George R. R. Martin. Just going to say that there. But yeah, they're working together and they're bringing this game. So this is. Uh, Gonna put this plain and simple. It's just open world Dark Souls, which is not a bad thing necessarily. Um, so yeah, you've um, it's open world. You can go on horseback, but then you can go down into your deep dungeons. Unfortunately, I did not get into the beta, so I have no real impressions on the gameplay. I was very jealous of the people who did, but um, it, this for this game to be bad, I think there's gonna have to be a lot of problems with it. I think this is easily gonna be a really good game, and maybe even like one of the best games ever. You know, it's it's up there in potential of being that good of a game. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh. And then after that, just not confirmed it yet. But um, we have um on um, coming out on um, some point in February. We have Evil Dead the game. So, uh, have you ever watched the Evil Dead films, Michael? Yeah, I've watched the <clears throat> I watched the original one. Um, from all the way back in the day. Uh, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird, but weird, but uh, weird, but a classic. Yeah. I don't think I saw the second one. I don't think I saw Ash versus Evil Dead or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I think that was that TV show. Yeah, so this is set in the Evil Dead universe. It's going to cross all the TV shows, movies, and so on. And it's um, the idea. It's it's an asymmetrical multiplayer game. So one of you plays as a team of Ash and all his friends. One of you plays as the evil, and you um, you you summon monsters and creatures and stuff. Like the idea behind it, uh, whether it'll have much legs, I have no idea. Again, it's it's kind of it's not heard much from it, and it's saying it's February still. I'm feeling this game might get delayed. In all honesty, but we'll we'll have Mm. to see. Uh, Yeah. And then what what we've we got coming in March? So they're like we've talked about a lot of big games in February. What's coming out in March? So the next one for coming out in March will be uh, Babylon's Fall. Will be an action RPG hack and slash, which will be developed by Platinum, published mm. by Square Enix, for your PC, uh, PS4, and PS5 on the third of March this year. Yeah, um, not looking forward to this one, unfortunately. Um, Platinum games. Uh, Platinum Ooh. games are, are my boys, um, and you think I'd be looking forward to it, but no, it is a games as a service game has been confirmed. Oh dear. Yep, and this is Square Enix. This is what we're talking about. Square Enix going slightly going down the drain, uh, making Platinum games do a games as a service game. That's not really what they do and what they're good at. And unfortunately, watching the game, it looks kind of boring. So I don't know if if Platinum have half assed it on purpose or if that's just how it is, but Square Enix should learn. You know I mean, they did this mistake that was the Avengers. They should have learned the hardware. Not just there's no market really for the games as a service game other than the ones that already exist. Yeah, I'm not impressed. Not happy about this. Um, love to be wrong. Obviously, I'd love all games to be great, but certainly don't think that's the case. But yeah, but what's going to probably be a great game is um, on fourth of March is uh, Gran Turismo Seven. <coughs> mm-hmm. um, don't really talk too much about racing games. People generally don't think I like them, but I really, really like Gran Turismo. Um, I, I call it less of a driving game, a, a, a racing game, than a driving game. 
know, it's more about the experience of driving. And I've heard rumors that this might be getting a VR version of a PSVR 2 when that comes out. So that'll be very cool because playing Gran Turismo Sport in VR is is pretty pretty down out there. And yeah, this is you know, this is coming to PS4 and PS5 as well. So unfortunately, it's going to be a cross-gen game. So I don't know if it'll take full advantage of the console hardware. But it, from what I did see, looking at it visually, pretty darn impressive. And yeah, that's this is going to be an instant buy for me. Hmm, that's cool. Uh, what probably won't be interesting by for me, because I don't know what it is, is Triangle Strategy. Triangle, triangle, oh, triangle Strategy. Triangle Strategy. There we are. Yeah, yeah. And it's an, it's a tactical, mm, tactical RPG from yeah. Square Enix. So this is, a, this is a strategy RPG in the vein of Final Fantasy Tactics. You might actually quite mm. like this game. Um, and it's made by the I same people so. who made the Octopath Traveler, so it's got the same visual art style as Octopath, so the sort of 2D sprites with lots of bloom and the, the high-detailed 3D backgrounds. But yes, yeah, it's, mm. it's a RPG in the vein of that. Um, it, it's coming out just for Switch, but I reckon this will get a port for PC eventually. Um, so do keep an eye on it, Michael. It's something that I reckon it might be, but in the next year you might be going, putting it on your list somewhere for the game of year. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, I'll certainly keep an eye on it. Um, I think I need, I need to play more strategy games. I really, I really think yeah. I do. I really do. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, on the 18th, we have the 18th of March. We've got Stranger of Paradise uh, Final Fantasy Origin, which will be coming out, which is an action RPG, and that'll be published by Square as well. It needs a month of Square Enix, this one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. This is a game where you've got to kill chaos. If you remember, I've heard that it. quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I've heard, why have I heard that quote so much? Because it's from this game. <laughs> because he no, says like, it so many times. I know, but I've heard that so many times. I don't know if it's from the trailer or if yeah. I've heard it somewhere else, or it's been playing in my dreams, and I don't know. I don't know why, but well, you've just but got yeah. to kill chaos, I guess. But yeah, Stop. <laughs> this is the um, this is the this is basically Final Fantasy's answer to Dark Souls, I guess, in a way. This is the Neo team, the guys who made Neo. They're making uh, this game. They're the development team behind it. But unfortunately, it's as it is it. A, Kenshi, not Kenshi Okabe oh god I can't remember his name but he's the really bad Final Fantasy writer and he's making this and this is like an alternative retake on Final Fantasy 1 where the main character is from an alternate world and it's it, the story looks absolutely awful I'm just hoping the gameplay is good because that's what we like from Soulsborne games and the Neo team do make well playing games but um, story wise this game is going to be absolutely horrendous like fan fiction level of garbage um there's a bit actually, I think, in the second demo that came out, um, right at the end, you, you defeat the boss and he goes, See you later, guys. And he starts playing like pretty much Limp Biscuit music and walks away to the camera in front of the camera. <laughs> it's really god awful. Um, again, looking forward to the gameplay on that game um, because I, I did play the demos. It was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, it f- feels well to, good to play, but yeah, um, not going to be this thing I'm, I'm most looking forward to, unfortunately, um, for story-wise. But yeah, that's uh, 18th. Might pick it up. What's next, Michael? So next we have Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which I think people liking the look of. I think it'll be a very interesting take on Borderlands. We're putting it back into a um, a sort of kind of Dungeons Dragons sort of uh, paint, liquid paint on top of it. And uh, yeah, this one will be released for pretty much all your platforms except for Switch on the uh, apologies on the 25th of March. Uh, and yeah, it's a successor to Borderlands 2: Titania's Assault on Dragon Keep, and it's just, and it's a entire game just based around that whole that whole element of first-person shooter with that um, D&D aesthetic over top of it. Nice, yeah. Yeah, I've heard a few people excited for it. Unfortunately, not, I wasn't excited for Borderlands 3. I think I'm kind of done with that series, but 
um, hope people who are looking forward to it do enjoy it as well. But yeah, and then we kind of hit April, so this is in April we this is where we get less games obviously um, announced and stuff because you know, less cons- less um, people are less know less about what's in the future and um, we've got advanced wars one and two reboot camp this i think is supposed to come out in november and has been delayed or something it was delayed until april this year now um, and this is a remake of the advanced war games these are also strategy rpg games uh, just for the nintendo switch this is this is like the quintessential game by advanced strategy rpg it was at the time the advanced yeah. wars so do check that out honestly if you're looking for your strategy RPG. switch seems to have a lot of good strategy rpgs coming out which is is a real good thing. I mean, it's a good thing you can play them on the bus, couldn't you, and stuff, and take your I'm time just, and turns. I'm just good. I can't play this. <laughs> I, I love Advance Wars. Back oh, yeah. in the day, oh, I, 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 had my own, I had my own Game Boy Advance, and I and I played, I played the, the, oh, the right. hell out of Advance Wars One and Two. I love them. They're great. They're great little games. You know what? You need to treat um, yourself around the April then with a Switch. I need to go and buy a Switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just advanced wars uh it's a great it's really it's really, it's really cool a little um to, uh i want to say it, it i guess it is sort of ter- i guess it is turn-based strategy yeah. where you can control units and stuff like that and yeah it's 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 cool it's it's, it's really good i recommend watching some gameplay footage for it um cool. but yes uh on the 28th of april we have stalker 2 heart of chernobyl uh we Cheeky mentioned I believe we talked a bit about it just, just earlier uh, about how you know due to backlash now no that will no longer feature NFTs, which is fantastic. Um, but as someone who's probably played the original Elliot, do you have any 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 words you want to say about this one? Yeah, God, it's been so long since played original Stark, and it, well, it's a very Euro jank game. It's it's really busted. It's really hard to play. Still, it's it's not it's not fun playing, but it has some really cool mechanics. And like, and back in the day, it was like, oh, yeah, the AI just walk around wherever they want. It's like really really unique at the time, and yeah, it's coming out for the PC and the Xbox Series games. I know it has been leaked that it was like it's a timed exclusive. So after six months. I think it'll so back end of the year it'll come out for the PS5 as well, but uh, I, I might, if, unless I hear terrible things, uh, this is uh, certainly something I'm looking forward to because um, Starker, the original Starker, is, even though it was a bit weird and not perfect, um, did leap pave the paved the way for games like Metro in all honesty. So yeah, mm, nice, nice. Okay, uh, on May, we on to May. By the looks of what we've got here, we've got Sons of the Forest. Which is something I don't necessarily yeah. ring a bell. Of Have you played the game away? The Forest? It's like it's a survival horror. It's a game that it's uh, a survival game that's a horror setting. So you you basically you, tra- you get lost on an island and then you've got these creatures that come out at night and they'll, they'll check you out and look at you and stuff. And this yeah. is the sequel to that game. I think this is like got a multiplayer focus as well. So you've got to mm. survive together and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I like the idea of this game, but it looks absolutely horrifying, to say the least. Like, if you if you like, you don't attack the creatures, they'll leave you alone for a few days. But then, if you like, go into the cave and start beating them up, they'll like they'll send an army after you and what stop. <laughs> and it's it seems like it's got some really cool, interesting things going on. But yeah, um, I see. Yeah, it seems cool. Right, and then after that, we mentioned the game we mentioned earlier. So May twenty fourth, twenty fourth, we have Fosbrook, and so this is the new Square Enix game by the team who made Final Fantasy fifteen. So you think it doesn't seem too bad, but this is also the game where they had a trailer. Goes, is that a mother flipping dragon? And yeah, um, this game unfortunately it looks like it's got some cool mechanics of combat ideas but then the story looks really awful, which is interesting because guess who's writing it, helping write it actually, Amy Henning, really fantastic writer she is, but. Yeah, to see some of that dialogue, I was like, oh, not really, 
that impressed. I hope to be wrong for this game, and maybe it's just we've just it was mm. it's, it's kind of like we saw some bad bits of it, but I'm not not impressed too much, unfortunately. Um, probably another game that's not impressing too many people. I think uh, Michael. Says well. Says well, yeah. What well, actually? What do you think? Well, this is coming out August twenty third potentially. It's been delayed obviously till then. Oh, um, I'm not sure because it's. I haven't really played a oh. Saints Row. What? What is this? Of like a remaster? It's a remaster. Re- yeah, it's a reboot. Yeah, a reboot of the Saints Row. For yeah, and it seems like it's lost a lot of its wacky edge and, um, yeah, people. It's gone for like a more gritty, almost Grand Theft Auto sort of thing. Uh, I know a lot of people ah, are that's... not too happy with it. I'm, I'm a big fan of Saints Row Three and Four, but I'm not too happy with this myself personally. That's that's a weird that's a weird direction because yes, Saints Row really hit it off when it actually went actually why do we need to be grand Theft Auto? we can just have yeah, some fun exactly and just and just go go nuts i think that's where the popularity really sort of peaked so that's uh that's weird um i mean i hope for the best for it but um but yeah as somebody who hasn't really touched the franchise and it's not really something for me but i hope for those who do like the the wacky silly ones i hope it kind of hopefully stays there somewhat um but yeah i don't know wow wow yeah no i i, I hope I'm wrong on it as well, but yeah. And then finally, last confirmed release date for a game is Starfield releasing on November the 11th. So that's 11, 11, 22. So I think it's like what? Instead of 11, 11, 11 for, um, for Skyrim, it's 11, 11, 22. And that's coming out for PC and Xbox. That's the new Bethesda game. Um, seems to have a lot of hype behind it, but again, God knows, uh, it's new IP from Bethesda. It's, it could be really good, could be really terrible. We don't know, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It's been it's been described by Todd Howard as Skyrim in space. <laughs> Is it like Skyrim so with guns? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have this for another ten years. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you see that mountain yeah. over there? You can climb it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I don't know. I, I, I yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I trust Bethesda Game Studios right now. Um, I've always thought that I've always thought Bethesda Games Game Studios games are always really janky, really buggy, messy yeah. things. But I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it might be great. It's just I don't know. I'll 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 I'll, I'll be cynical. I'll be my cynical self. I'll let that come out, and we'll just see. We'll wait and see how it is. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think for me, if it's going to be an RP, I don't know. RPGs are very particular with me. But yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I, 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 no doubt it won't be bad, but I think yeah, whether it's going to be janky or whether it's going to—I know I was a little disappointed with Fallout Four, and I mean I think like maybe and then Fallout Seventy Six as well, but that wasn't made directly by the core team. Um, so yeah, it's kind of going a little downhill, I guess the sort of Bethesda thing. But again, they've got a lot of Microsoft money now, and they're kind of revamping their engine, so. Hopefully we'll see some good, but yeah, that's the old games that are confirmed. Michael, should we list some of the just quickly list off some of the games coming out for twenty twenty two that have not? I think yeah, let's have, let's have a fire it. So yeah. <clears throat> I'll I'll kick you we'll off. We'll go back and We've forth. Got, yeah. Yes, got a Plague Tale Requiem. We have Azure Striker Gunfault Three. We have Baldur's Gate Three, a full release of the game. We have Bayonetta Three Whoa. hitting it out at some point. We have the Callisto Protocol. Hating us at some point. We have the reboot of Dead Space, which Two I'm Dead not speaking on. Dead Space games, Cluster Protocol yeah. and Dead Space. The both ones made by the original um, Dead Space people and ones made by EA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm worried about. And then we have Diablo Immortal. 
uh, which is that's the mobile game. Do you is not have a phone? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, I was, for a second, I was like, "What is that?" Oh, it's that. It's that one. Oh god. Right. Yep. Uh, we have DNF Duel, which I don't know. What Fighting that is. game we... looks really cool. Made by Axe System Works. Next one. Nice. Earth Defense Force Six is E-D-F. your game. E-D-F. E-D-F. Yeah. Yeah. It's nearly. It's nearly a classic. Uh, we have Final Fantasy Seven Ever Crisis, which is a mobile spin-off of Final Fantasy Seven game-ish thing yeah. um, it's, it's like different mini games I think yeah. uh, we've got Freedom Planet 2 we have Ghostwire Tokyo at some point this year we oh, also good. have a big one with Ooh. another big one actually sorry with God, God of War Ragnarok for PS4 PS5 we have The Gotham Knights we have Grand hang on Grand Blue Fantasy Relink whatever that is we have yeah. a high pot, so we have a Harry Potter game Hogwarts Legacy that's coming out we have Kirby in the Forgotten Land. We have the follow-up to Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm. We have Lord of Rings Gollum with a very weird-looking Gollum. We <laughs> yeah. have Mario, Rabbit, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, which is a follow-up to Mario and Rabbids... Uh, I call it XCOM clone, but I can't actually remember the actual title. I don't know if you've I got... It's just called Mario and Rabbids plus Rabbids, I think. That's all it was called. I can't remember. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe that's just that. Um... We've got Marvel's Midnight Suns, which that's Marvel's XCOM. <laughs> oh, okay, nice, nice. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, we have Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time remake. We have Redfall. We have River City. Hang on, River City Girls Two. Yeah. What? What's you, this? You not played a River City Girls game. I'm not sure really word. It's it's so, so it's, it's a spin-off of the River City Ransom games, classic 2D beat up games. Cool, um, that's fine. That's good for me. I just wanted to check. We're not putting smart on this on this channel. Um, right, we have Salt and Saf- Salt and Sacrifice. Don't know what that is. To be fair, we have Shadow Warriors Three. We have the controversial Six Days in Fallujah mm, yeah. coming out. We have Sniper Elite Five. We have Sonic Frontiers. We have Splatoon Three hitting uh, hitting stalls at some point this next year. And we finally have Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League coming out at some point this year as well. Yeah, and probably many more that we didn't mention, but yeah. So, I'm Michael, what more. game? I guess we finish off just a little final bit. We've come to the end now. This has been quite a bumper show, and obviously, thank you for sticking with us on the podcast as well. Thank and you um, so much. yeah, and if you want to listen to the music you missed out, do listen to the um, website version. But we do appreciate they come to the podcast version because it is the mm. much longer show. Um, oh, so, yes. just thinking up, Michael. I, I'm on notice from the audience as well, so please do leave us a comment and drop us a message. Um, what What's the What's the one game for 2022 you are most looking forward to? Ooh, okay, all right. I want to say... Oh, I mean, hang on, I'm going to have a look at another quick glance at what we have above. Because I'm thinking... Hmm. And again, there'll be lots of games we don't know about that exist yet, and I'm sure somewhere yeah. we'll get a, probably get a Bloodborne 2 or something. But yeah, um, this is what we currently know at this moment in time. You know what I'm going to say? Because if it comes out this year, I'm going to hands down buy it. It's mm. going to be uh, Stray. <laughs> Stray, yeah, that probably will. Probably will yeah. come out here. Wow, that's that's a, quite a wild card. I'm quite impressed. Yeah, did you see pe- the gameplay for it, actually? I did. I did yeah, see the gameplay yeah. reveal for it. It looks... I can play as a cat, and he's got a little, he's got a little backpack on his back, and it's cutesy, even though it's kind of worrying what he's fighting against. But <laughs> it's cutesy. Like, I mean, it's a cat, and I love cats. So there you go. Easy easy sell for me. Yeah. Uh, what, what about you? What are you looking forward to this I'm just year? having a look to see if Stray is coming out. Um, S-T-R-A, P-S, P-S, whatever, Stray game. Just seeing if it's coming out for... 
sort of this year or it's been planning to initial like, release date twenty twenty one, so yeah, it's it's if it's not coming out so yeah, early twenty twenty two, so it is probably coming out. We just didn't put it on the list because it just was not notified. Oh, okay. So yeah. We just that we is just that is a know. wild card, I do appreciate that. Yeah, um I'm gonna be very make the very safe choice in all and say Elden Ring. Just because I know it's very mm. much that it's easy that's gonna be a really good game. Um I've heard rumours of all sorts of other games coming out and but this is not on our list at the moment and yeah, um yeah, I think Elden Ring is the safe choice. And I'm always gonna have space in my heart for something like EDF at the moment. But yeah. Um please do tell us what you're looking forward to and what games you think might be coming out in twenty twenty two because I'm sure you know, I mean, uh, there'll be a Call of Duty and stuff and God knows what that'll be this year and Battlefield or whatever, yeah. But yeah, I think that's it from us. Um mm-hmm. thank you for listening to the first ever podcast episode. We'll do these once a month, um first Friday of every month they'll be out pretty much. So just keep an eye on your feeds. Um have hopefully you're listening to the week weekend on the bus on journeys and stuff and we've kept you all entertained for the last couple of hours so bye from us for now and um yeah see see you in february see you in february bye guys